welcome back, you nerds, dudes, and dudettes, <laughs> to another gaming podcast. I am Doom Waves, one of the hosts, better known as Chance. Joining me this evening, of course, as always, are my two co-hosts, starting with Steven, the laggy gamer. What's going on? You almost made me spit, spit my root beer out. That intro kind of caught me off guard. What well, up, hey, you nerds? <laughs> you're giving me grief the other day about not being uh, peppy enough or something he's, like that. He's probably been so, working on that for like two weeks straight. Like I've been working like, very hard doing my homework. Cue, he's got a cue card <laughs> sitting in front of him. Right. No, it was from man listening to the the Doom and Corruption talk cast thing. Chance is so relaxed and thrown back in it, just having a good old time. I'm like what in the world? <laughs> Where's this chance at for us? He yeah, puts well, his microphone on mute and. Watches baseball games. No. Well, yeah, tonight, yes, definitely. <laughs> Game seven, baby. It's happening. Also joining me this evening is the one and only Dustin Christ. What's going on, Dustin? Hello, everybody. Yeah, Chance's thing kind of took me back, too. Uh, uh, took me aback, not took me back. Uh, because I, I was like, I heard it, but I wasn't really listening. Um, <laughs> which happens to most of the things Chance says. Uh, <laughs> but uh, as like story of my life, did he really just call everyone nerds? That was awesome. Yeah, who listens to this podcast that is not a nerd, a, a dude, or a dudette? A bunch of fucking nerds. <laughs> that, that's now, gonna be the that's gonna be the, the the title of this episode. A bunch of fucking nerds. <laughs> now you guys got me racking my brain. Um, there's a movie where he's like, "What up, nerds?" It's like the thing he says when he walks in the room. And I, it's it's going to drive me crazy what movie it is now. It's not Revenge well, of the Nerds. Is, I'm long seeing no. Revenge of the Nerds when Ogre just goes Nerds! Nerds! No, it wasn't that. But maybe two hours later I'll think of it in this thing. So. <laughs> yeah. well, let's hope so. We wouldn't want you to hurt yourself. <laughs> Google it. Work the Google on the internet machine. That'll bring up too many results. No, let's just keep going. Okay, yeah. we're here. Yay, we're back. <laughs> we're back. This is the October uh, installment. I, I'm I'm really surprised that Grub Gun hasn't used his crack legal team to come down on us for saying that all the time. <laughs> he could, probably because he doesn't listen, so he doesn't know we're saying it. <laughs> That's true. Watch him. So we can say whatever episode. we want. Listen here, yeah, people Anyways, yes, like you were saying, Chance, it's October. We're, we're, we're right at the end of it, beating the deadline, so we can get out the uh, our monthly scheduled episode release. And we are we only had days to spare, so hopefully this will get out in time before Oh Hallows Eve. Oh Hallows or is All Hallows? All Hallows like, Eve. It's Oh Hallows for me. Oh, okay, you hoser. <laughs> okay, you hoser. I love it. Okay. You hoser. So I'm yeah, Kenzie, this is my brother Doug. How's it <laughs> yeah. going, eh? Nice. Well, we don't have any guests with us today, as people probably hear, because we're just gonna fly with just the three of us, because uh, we tend to we tend to bounce off each other better when it's just the three of us, anyway. Plus, this was kind of like a last minute scheduled thing, so uh, can't yeah. really schedule yeah. last second guests what? without kind of planning it ahead of time. Was it like yesterday or the day before, or something like that? It's like, <laughs> yeah, like hey, two days do a ago. Podcast? <laughs> yeah, okay, sounds good. Well, if we give a history of this month of how things went down, uh, we were all extremely busy. Uh, me work wise, uh, like Dustin, his girlfriend had some major stuff in their life going on uh, within their family. So just major things going on. Chance, your wife went away, so you were actually free for a week. Yeah, I was. I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. I've been home. 
<laughs> but I've been slammed at work. Dustin's been slammed. And the one thing we tried to do failed miserably. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, it didn't Dustin, fail so if much you want to re- it, was just, <laughs> it was just kind of lame. It was. And Dustin, remind, if you want to remind the people what we tried to attempt. Right, have uh, we even talked about it in... We like, just announced it on the page. Yeah, but we said we said it was going to be a new experiment, and we never really went further than that. Okay, should we keep it hush hush still? Then? Let's keep it hush hush. Okay, Those only certain no, people no. in the circle. So we can try it again and realize uh, this is just a terrible idea. We shouldn't do this. <laughs> yeah. But it is recorded and it is on record. So if we ever decide we want to release it. We'll see, like kind of like a lost episode. It's kind of like a couple other things we've done before in the past. Yeah. You're like, you guys always talk about these lost episodes. Where are they? We've never seen one yet. We're going to keep them lost if we can, people. We don't want to play them. So, but that failed. So that was supposed to be kind of a filler for the month until we could get a podcast up. But hey, we're here well, now. We're going to get it done. We had the Colonial Marines thing, but that, yeah. yeah. That doesn't really count because I think probably less people watch that than watch our regular episodes. But yeah. if that didn't keep people entertained, then I don't know what's going to entertain anyone because that is Are you pure not gold. Entertained? Sorry, pure gold. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, since we have no one to ask any big three or anything to this this week, uh, what, what have you guys been up to, like uh, in life in general? I know we see each other on the chat, but Chance just had that week long vacation. I mean, yeah, we're up to, man. I didn't really do anything. Like, I was, well, I say that, but I mean, I was kind of busy, like, doing other things around the house, and then I was gone a couple of nights. You know, so what, what started out as, you know, oh man, I'm going to play games so much because my wife's not here, so I can just play games for a week. It turned into, like, I, I played probably two out of the seven days she was gone. <laughs> and it wasn't even That's like, what happens, that man. That's what happens. The first day I played quite a bit, like the Saturday that she left. I took her to the airport, came home, and I played probably, you know, most of the the afternoon and into the evening. And uh, then that was it till about Friday and then a little bit on Saturday. And then she came home. So I was like, okay, well, I guess I didn't get anything done. (laughs) Now, I know you knocked out a good chunk of Binary Domain, but I was expecting a game to be beaten, man. A full week. Yeah, but and see, I didn't even, like, start it. Binary Domain until, like, she was home, pretty much. <laughs> so, <laughs> that that one doesn't Man. Count. But that one that one's almost done, though. And, man, that's a great game. And it is cool, because I know during this, uh, the past week, uh, I've actually talked to Chance on Skype, because me and uh, Corruption, uh, another YouTuber, uh, we'll be online playing Destiny, and we'll just kind of, like, invite Chance in to... Just kind of talk and chat with us, and we rub it in that we're playing Destiny. And <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and we also also tried out streaming on Twitch, which uh, Chance, you were my first ever viewer uh, yes. because you wanted to see what me and uh, Corruption were actually playing, like how it was all going. And I think it went re- pretty well. Like my stream went kind of smooth and everything. Was it too bad, or was it pretty no, good? No, it was the stream itself was great, very clear. The sound was good. Uh, the only problem. The only problem was that because I was talking to you guys and watching the stream, the stream was like 45 seconds off of like where you guys were. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so like you'd be playing and talking about things that are happening and about 30 to 45 seconds would go by. And then I would see 
that thing what you, actually you, you were talking about. So that and that's not really like that big of a deal because if you know someone's not talking to you in real time, then you know they may not even notice. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but but I thought that feature, like after using it, it's so seamless and easy to do for the PS4. You hit that share button and you immediately just start streaming to Twitch if you have an account link to it and. I think I had a grand total of three viewers at one point. One was Chance, one was uh, Corruption, and some stranger was the third one. So also, Ooh, I had a magic man. stranger. <laughs> watching the Magic Man? Yeah, watching a Magic Man. That was my Twitch name. I don't know if that's <laughs> the one that's going to stay linked to it. But <laughs> People are going to start adding you on Twitch. <laughs> what have you been uh, up to, Dustin? Uh, well, um... Yeah. You went back to work, right? Injury yes. cast is off. Cast is off. Uh, hand is functional. Bills are starting to roll in. Luckily, <laughs> uh, I, I got sticker shock because uh, my insurance company was being, you know, kind of slow on paying the bills. So I started getting these like really massive bills. And then all of a sudden I called them and they're like, oh, yeah, we forgot to do some blah, blah, blah. And then they started paying on it. And then I got a substantially smaller bill to pay, and that was that was nice. Um, well, good. But yeah, back to work and busy, and a lot of life things and life decisions going on, and things like that. So it's been a very hectic, uh, very hectic. Whatever time frame has passed since the last podcast, it's been extremely hectic and tiring and exhausting. So yeah. Well, even in that time, you actually uh, have put out like quite a, a bit more discussion videos than you were on a little kind of slouch with them. So it was cool seeing some more discussions pop out of you. Yeah, yeah. he was on a, a mandatory vacation because of his yeah. band, so he's playing <laughs> yeah. games. So yeah, like well, that during... was a funny thing. Even during the whole like time off, there wasn't any until like the very end. But I guess it takes but, that long to beat them. So yeah, that was I was only playing RPGs, so it was like. <laughs> It takes a while to beat those things, and especially the one the one I'm playing now. It's going to be a while before I do a discussion on it. And I put my oh, yeah. first one video out in forever on a game discussion, so that was cool too. So we're which, all putting content out. Was, oh yeah, never mind. Parasite Eve. Oof, such a good game. I, I feel Oof. like I'm putting out too many videos because I had like so many things right in a row I wanted to talk about, and it's like I was uploading like every couple of days, and like holy crap, people are not even going to watch these because of how many there are. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of they, videos... They, they eventually catch back up, you know. Yeah. yeah. Since you put out a new one last night, um, why don't we go ahead and get into that first thing? I was going to do questions, but we can kind of segue into your video since you kind of made a video about it last night. Sound good? You bet. Well, if people don't know, um, Chance, do you have the list of names in front of you? Uh, I can while you're talking. Okay. Uh, for those who didn't know or didn't watch Chance's video... Uh, Chance has a birthday coming up. Remember, remember the 5th of November. Uh, that is uh, our good buddies here, his new way's birthday. And I was getting a lot of messages from people on Facebook. Hey, you and Dustin going to do anything special for Chance's birthday? I was like, uh, no, I'm going to send him Dead Island. And that's about it. <laughs> Which being, I the, got. Being, the jer- being the jerk that I am, I was like, no, I'm not going to do anything for Chance. My birthday came around. I didn't see anything. So exactly, which is why anything. I don't know why people are doing crap for me. Like, but no, what, no, no, no. What have I done? Chance is like our child. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like this is AGP is that show my two dads and Chance, <laughs> Chance is the teenage girl. 
<laughs> All right. Always wanted to be a teenage girl. Perfect analogy. <laughs> so, um, after people had been mentioning that, though, uh, me and Chance were both subscribed to Cross Counter TV, which is a, like a fighting game channel. They highlight uh, Street Fighter fighting, Marvel vs. Capcom used to do that. Uh, anything on a tournament scene, it's the home of Excellent Adventures, a show that me and Chance love to watch. Uh, oh, yeah. With Gutex, Mike Ross, and special guest fighters. Just a bunch of fighting game action. And they had an advertisement for this gentleman by the name of K. Brad, who is a professional uh, Street Fighter Four player. He also plays Marvel vs. Capcom and other games. But uh, he's on a team, uh, Evil Geniuses. They're the top team, or were the top team, normally generally finishing at the top. Uh, the past year, he's been on a roll. He's like a superstar in the fighting game community. If, if you want to say Johnny Millennium or, and Pete Dore up there in like our gaming community... Uh, Caberhead's bigger than that, so this guy is like big time stuff in Street Fighter, and he was offering lessons. So I was like, man, what better thing than to surprise Chance than him getting to play? It it wasn't because we knew Chance was Chance knows he's not the best Street Fighter four player, correct, Chance? Yeah, I'm horrible. So I, I was a little nervous. Like it, it's not about going in and playing him and trying to learn. I just wanted a chance to be able to get a chance to talk to K. Brad. Just just to have a conversation with them. I don't know if that got to happen. We'll we'll get into that when Chance explains what happens. But you know, with all of his good friends online, Dustin being the first one to contribute. Uh, do you have the list of names there? Yeah, I do. Um, go ahead. These are all the people who contributed uh, in some form or fashion to help Chance get the opportunity to play with K. Brad and get this training session. I'll drop their real names because I don't want to do that. So I'll say the their YouTube names. Okay, so that's you got Steven, Laggy Gamer, Dustin, Christ, Fem Trooper, SNES Mapper, Corruption, who is actually also my, my childhood friend I've known my whole life, uh, Bossom Burf, Sporadic Space Bar, Return to Mother Base, Ultimate Floyd 1, TG Opelais, and Aerodynamish. Yes, all those, all those fine individuals we all pitched in, uh, put forth to him being able to have this journey into training mode with K-Brad. We almost... We actually kind of had enough money. I was going to cover the difference uh, to cover for two sessions. And then after I went to go book it, he like charged 10 more bucks an hour. So we wind up being like 25 short for uh, two sessions chance. But I do have a little e extra change to do. I'm going to do something with it for you. But okay. There's money sitting in my PayPal that we've raised for you. I'm not just going to take it. <laughs> <laughs> Surprise you with something. Okay. But, uh... Basically what happened is I kind of lured Chance on. I was going to surprise Chance with on Skype yesterday by me and him being in a call, distracting him from the screen, and K-Brad was going to pop in the chat. Of course that failed miserably because Chance wasn't at a computer. He wasn't going for everything, anything I was trying to hook him on. So I basically had to invite <laughs> Chance into a chat with K-Brad already in it so he saw who was in the chat. But I have the recording of his reaction here. I'm gonna play for everybody real quick. You got you guys down for that? <laughs> sure. <laughs> no, I'm not. Let's skip it. <laughs> All right, we're not gonna play that. We're gonna play an old recording from Ducky being a guest on our show. Here we go. Audio. <laughs> and that was a failed clip of Ducky being on our show. <laughs> <laughs> this is what we get for trying to be high tech here <laughs> anyways here's chance's reaction i started the recording a little late because i forgot oh crap i should record this 
but here it is. Who's kind of in the party with us here, huh? Uh, yes. <laughs> well, I just wanted to say happy early birthday from uh, me, Dustin, Paige, Jason Pettit, <laughs> Alex. I'm pausing. He just said he didn't want to say the real names. Uh, well, I mean, whatever. And I'm I mean, saying all the real names on the show. Just play I'm it. I'm sorry. <laughs> all right. I'm playing. Jason the Mapper, T.G. Apuleius, Arrow, Bruno, Scott, and Hoss. Because you get to have a, you get to have a training session with uh, Mr. K. Brad himself and some older <laughs> Street Fighter Four. So I hope you have the PS3 ready nearby, and you can put that uh, World <laughs> Series on pause. <laughs> oh, I can certainly do that. <laughs> hey, hey, what's up, man? Not a lot. What's going on? Just chilling, man. <laughs> Okay, Brad, just to let you know, like I said, he is a huge fan of yours, so... Oh, yeah, he, definitely, dude. You're going to have to do some work with him. That's actually the, uh, <laughs> the better term, fanboy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's all good, dude. All right, Chance, I'm going to go ahead and go so I don't go into y'all's time here. But, okay, Brad, thanks again. I'm going to go ahead oh, and get yeah. this call. And you guys, enjoy your session together. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, definitely, dude. Dude. All right. I hate you See all. See you, man. <laughs> we love you. I hate you, you all. <laughs> all right. <laughs> All right, there you go. <laughs> there was Chance being surprised by his uh, <laughs> session with K. Brad. What's so, funny is it uh, actually hung up on both of us when you when you <laughs> ended the call right there. I had to like struggle, like oh crap, oh crap, and like call. It was back. so funny, Dustin. I'm sorry, I was in tears. I, I hang up the call. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh Jesus! I, I get this. Uh, <laughs> I get this message from Chance. What just happened? I'm like, oh no, I ruined everything. K. Brad doesn't even have his screen name to send him an invite. I didn't know what was going to happen. But then when I tried to call Chance back, he like hung up on me. So I'm like, okay, let me ask Whitney. Go up and check on him. Make sure he's in a party with him. And sure enough, <laughs> you were able to get in there with him. Yeah, I'm in a levity mood tonight, guys. I'm going to be laughing a lot. <laughs> it's all right. So I called got him back. Diet, I got this oh, diet root good. beer running through me. Oh, Jesus. He's drinking root beer. <laughs> so, Chance, go ahead. And, uh, Dustin, you are a like Street Fighter fan, but like, you've said before you're not into watching all the tournaments and stuff. No, I don't. So you're not too familiar. No. Yeah. No, I have, I have you... no idea who this guy is. Yeah. I just like, <laughs> Steven's like, hey, I need five bucks. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I. Uh, it's funny, I played that for my wife, and she was like, that's the guy? He sounds like a real smart guy. <laughs> Just because he was like, hey, what's going on, man? <laughs> he is a really smart guy. But anyways, Chance, uh, the, you said in your um, video, you don't know why I was so against the K-Brad to begin with, or why I gave you a hard time. Let me clarify that now. Okay. The whole reason I always gave you a hard time with K-Brad, because when he first started coming big on the scene... Sorry, he was maining Cammy, and Cammy was such a scrub character. Like it was just a character you just go dumb with, like Mike Ross would say. You just do dumb things, and there's no real technique or style. But after watching him, and over time, I have grown to appreciate his play, like you said. And I am now a K. Brad fan. And I was actually going to tell him that yesterday, but it's probably a good thing I did. <laughs> <laughs> like I hated you. I, I can't. Even, I don't even know what I'm talking to you. But uh, he actually is a really cool guy, and uh, yeah. But that's why. So there you go. 
his his episodes on uh, excellent adventures are like among the most entertaining too because he is just yeah. he is just a hilarious guy and when he bounces off of both Gutex and Mike Ross it's just the, the the three of them are just are just really <laughs> hilarious and it's it's a very good and informational uh, show also it's not just them being funny but it certainly helps that they're funny yeah so so speaking of this, informational did you learn anything. Yeah, yes, I did. And the session okay. kind of started out. We just went into endless battle, you know, just online, just the two of us. He picked Geef. I picked Oni, who is kind of my kind of my main character, even though I, I try to play a variety of characters. He's kind of the one that I always end up going back to. And uh, yeah, I, I got bodied, but but it wasn't like uh, <laughs> I don't know. He wasn't like you know going crazy, you know, just to end it as fast as he could. Cause he could have ended it in just, you know, a couple of mix ups and it would have been done. Yeah. But, um, cause he was, he was, he was, trying, trying, he was trying to, to learn your style, right? He was right, trying to learn right. how you he was play. Trying to gauge what I was doing and just to see if he could pick up any bad, bad habits right away. And he did, he picked up bad habits right away. So we, <laughs> we only played actually one match and then the rest of the hour was spent, uh, in online training mode, which is new to ultra. Mm-hmm. It is a new feature in Street Fighter Four Ultra. Such a it, great feature. That, it, what's it is. Did he do this before that feature came out? I don't think that, so. I think no, this is a new this thing. Is the new I thing. Gonna, I was going to say, that's probably what gave him the idea. It's like, oh, I yeah. Because this this allows you, if you're unfamiliar with training mode in a fighting game, it just means that both of you basically have infinite health and you could set it up to where, you know, like uh, the special or, you know, the super meter is all the way full all the time. and doesn't deplete. So you could practice doing super moves and EX moves and things like that. And also, you know, the ultra meter. So you, so you can just practice doing these different kinds of moves and you can and you can set it to basically do anything you want. Um, so with online training mode, it allows you to play against someone in training mode without, you know, the match ending in, you know, 30 seconds or whatever. So you can spend a lot of yeah. time legitimately training with someone in online conditions because it is quite a bit different to play online than it is to play uh, on the same console on the same TV because lag. Like, I mean, it's yeah. you have to deal with lag and things like that. Was there a so, lot in just a training mode session with him on you know, PS3? Every now and then I would notice it a little bit. But it was really easy to pick up that it was lag because the Skype call would lag at the exact same time. So it's okay. just just like every now and then. And uh, I I do believe that um, if we were playing on 360, it probably would have been a little bit better because I think that um, I think that the Xbox 360 servers are a little bit better than the PlayStation 3 servers because you were his we, second PS3 player only and no yeah. more PS3 players. Yeah. Uh, well, I think the three of us especially can all vouch for the fact that that uh, PlayStation 3 uh, <laughs> S- Street Fighter is not ideal. Oh, so, Game Night was a success. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, it was success as in it was a lot of fun, but it was not a success. We would When we would be watching uh, Senkai play and then all of a sudden the match would go off because the lag was too far out. Yeah, exactly. You couldn't even see the ending. Yeah. yeah. It's everyone, everyone reacts like, oh, it's like, uh... <laughs> What's, <Okay>. What? <laughs> what happened? So, we spent most of the time, like I said, in training mode. I just suck with Oni the whole time, and he just 
he kind of jumped around from a few different characters, just throwing out some good pointers, uh, some good good things that I didn't necessarily know how to do. Like showed a lot of different uh, like uh, whiff punishes and actually explained to me exactly what a whiff punish is. Um, so basically, a whiff, if for the unfamiliar, a whiff is just a move that your opponent throws out that doesn't hit. It doesn't. So hit. I tried to do an uppercut, a shoryuken, and I missed. So you, yeah. as an oni, do what? Well, I, he I, he didn't do a shoryuken against me, so I don't oh. know. But <laughs> <laughs> like, just different, like different characters. Like for instance, uh, Guile in his like standing fierce. If I'm crouched. His standing fierce will never hit me ever. Like so, I can pretty much do anything I want to punish that any whiff punish I want. <clears throat> and there's certain like certain like I think it was standing strong with with Guile at a certain distance he couldn't hit me, but then I could sweep him every single time. So just the importance of Oni's whiff punishes because he is just a little bit slower on some of his moves than other characters, even like. Um, I don't know, like uh, Akuma even is probably just a little bit faster at, you know, the the sweep. Uh, did he explain than, than frames to you or did he think that might be too much to try to throw we, at you? We didn't get into that. And okay. honestly, I mean, the hour went by really fast because. Oh, yeah, I bet. You, and because he showed me like several things with uh, the Guile and an Oni matchup. And then he switched to um Dalsum at some point Ugh. and Dalsum like cuz Dalsum <laughs> is the kind of character that wants to keep you at full screen the entire time. So basically he showed, you know, how I could sweep Dalsum's standing fierce which is when he stretches out his arms all the way across the screen and punches you. I can kick that, sweep that and then dash in as fast as I can and get in his face and that's where I need to be with Dalsum. Yeah. And uh, like uh, he showed uh, the, the typical uh, EG character, he threw out some Rufus and what Oni needs to do to uh, to punish uh, dive kicks and things like that. Anti-air, all the dive kicks that Rufus does, because that's that's Rufus's thing is that annoying. Hi, hi, <laughs> dive kick. Jesus Christ. Did I scare you? A little bit. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that map anywhere. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, and then we ended it with him playing a little bit of Cammy, and and that was it. I mean, it was really quick, really informational. I learned a little bit about Oni, and uh, yeah, it was a lot of fun. We didn't actually talk, you know, like a lot, you know, conversation-wise, a little yeah. bit, but mostly it was straight to business. He's 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 a pretty professional dude, you know. He knows what he's talking about, and I could tell, you know, within the hour, he was really rushing to say as much as possible you know to to try to get in your yeah get in as much information yeah and he and he legitimately was like he was trying to say as much as possible you know right up to the end you know where he was saying that he had to go because he had another appointment coming up you know he just kind of went over everything that we had talked about again you know and it was it was a lot of fun and it was just an unreal experience and i can't I can't express my gratitude enough, guys. It, it was really, really awesome. Well, it couldn't have been possible without everyone who pitched in. So, again, thanks to everyone, Dustin, yourself, and just everyone who pitched in on it. 
because I sure as heck was going to pay the money by myself to do it. <laughs> so. Well, like I said in my video, it's something that they they just released a video about it. Gutex and, and uh, K Brad released a video this past Sunday about that regarding this exact topic about him doing these training sessions. And I was thinking to myself, wow, that's really awesome. But it never crossed my mind even once that that would be something that I would do. Like, I don't know. Just, it's, it was unreal. Ta-da! And you, you got to. So, yay. Yay. <laughs> with, 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 like, your favorite player nonetheless. So I, like, yeah, yeah, I couldn't was, believe was... it. When I saw that, it was like, this has to happen. <laughs> has to happen. And he he's only doing it for a limited time because he was only going to be doing it while he was at Gutex Place. I wanted to schedule it during the week in November, but he's only doing it till tomorrow, and then he's done. Yeah. So, I mean, you had to get in or you weren't getting in at all. So, I mean, that's a special little circle you got in there, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't deserve any of you. <laughs> I haven't even heard my wife say that recently, so thank you, Chance. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> So yeah, cool. Glad you enjoyed it. And uh, see, when he when he had the you had to fill in a blank on what you wanted to learn. I told him it'd be cool if you could learn just like some simple combo strings. Because I don't know if you know many with Oni was able to teach you any just simple just, yeah, combo strings. Yeah, like uh, medium medium tatsu. Like just okay. trying to to link them together. Like the the importance of links. Because I've never really. You know, I've done it a lot on accident, of course. Yeah. You know, just gotten combos, but I I couldn't tell you like how to how to string together a bunch of moves. Like I just, in that sense, I just kind of mash. But I'm not. That's what I yeah. That's why I put in the thing. I was like, help him from not mashing and teach him yeah. combo strings. I, I can say that I don't just mash, but I tend to use a lot of the same buttons because I know that when they hit they do a certain thing like mm-hmm. get, get the sweep is a hard knockdown so it allows me some time to get on the other side of you and try to do something else whereas okay. you know so i so i hit the sweep a lot and i'm yes bad you at are that. a you are a heavy kick sweeping fiend yes, <laughs> i am and i admit this and i i i don't Sweet throw out enough fireballs I don't do that. So he taught me, you know, a couple of tricks, like to just make it a little bit easier to throw the fireball out using an arcade okay. stick. Cause I, I never even really thought about it is pretty much just always hold down. So yeah. like if you're always holding down, you're, you're halfway to a fireball and then all you got to do is one motion and then, you know, it's, it's done. So, and I'm pretty slow on my, uh, my input sometimes, which is why things, don't always combo because I'm I'm slow at hitting the button. Like okay. if I'm if I get the the two punches in there, then I hit the tatsu. It probably won't combo because I'm hitting it too slowly. That's what I was always like wanting to learn is when they're doing their combos. I don't know if you listen in the background. They're like they're not. They're just pressing it at their timing, and I don't yeah. know the timing where. How do you get the combos to link? Dustin, are you able to perform these combos in Street Fighter, or are you more I- meticulous? And just throwing your moves out. I I'm not a professional Street Fighter player. I'm just a enthusiastic amateur. <laughs> Good response. Yeah. Well, I'm not a professional. Yeah, we have either. to get Dustin in here until we're going to get pitchforks at us because people aren't hearing Dustin's voice. <laughs> so we got to get him in here. Hey, I thought Dustin was a part of this podcast. We uh, we come here for Christ. We come here for Mister Three K. So. Uh, <laughs> Get him talking. We're not there yet. 
We're not there yet. You I get rolling on Street Fighter and I just... In your heart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but... Okay, we'll, we'll go ahead and move forth, though. But I'm glad you had a good time, man. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Okay, oh, one more, one more thing, because you, you asked about it. He said, like, at least with, with Oni, and I, I, it's probably for a lot more characters, too. As soon as... It, he pretty much said, as soon as it hits, you should already have your next input in. Like, so as soon as the punch hits, you should be, like, finishing the, the motion for the Tatsu. So, so if I'm doing light punch, light punch, medium punch, I should hit light punch, and as soon as the light punch hits, I should already have. I should hit light punch at the same time. Yeah, pretty much. Like okay. it's it's very quick, very okay. very quick. It sounds slower when I'm like listening to them on the channel. Then I don't know. I guess it's faster than I think. I don't know. I feel like I hit the button too fast, so that's why they call it mashing, and it doesn't link. <laughs> well. The way I always viewed mashing is just hitting a button, not really knowing what that button does, or you know, ah, not having I call a reason it, I, to press. I call that, that doing ducky, going ducky. I call it going, going ducky. ducky. Yeah, yeah street. <laughs> hey, he's playing Start that viper. Those, <laughs> that, those viper flash kicks just constantly there, <laughs> and beat it. So cool. Okay, I'm done now. All right. How about we move on to some questions then, uh, since people got all mad that we didn't answer all the questions last time. But this is this is our party, and we'll do what we want to. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll let Dustin lead off with the uh, with a answer. So. Oh, okay. I was like, questions. I need to pull them up. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> nope. And the first thing on here, yay! We get to talk about Street Fighter from Chance. Awesome. Yay! We've done that. So. Uh, Travis was the first one to put a question up here, and he wanted to know. We've probably answered this before. I'm um, pretty sure we probably did. We can go ahead and go over it real quick. What do you consider your holy grail of games? Like, which game would you really want to own that you don't own? And I'm starting this off. Yes, you are. Okay. Uh, I would probably. I would really like to have a legitimate copy of Snatcher for the Sega CD. But I'm, I'm beyond the point where I would spend that kind of money for a game. My burnt copy yeah. will suffice, <laughs> and my my, PC, my Japanese PC Engine copy will uh, keep me warm at night. Yeah, <laughs> for me, it's never really been a game. It's always been the console. I've always wanted that uh, Code Veronica, like purple Resident Evil Japanese console. So, but no game, no really holy grail of games. Chance? I don't think I have one either. Really, I mean, I'd like to have. Uh, some of the ones that I have, you know, more complete, you know, I'd like to have a, like a really nice boxed, uh, Jaguar doom or Saturn doom or something like that. You know, I, I really don't, I really don't think I have a, like a, just one particular game that is so unattainable that I, that I can't get it. Now, I know with uh, you, Dustin, you're kind of in the same boat. Like we, we just kind of, and I, I think we're. I don't know about you, Chance, but the collecting part of me is kind of not as big as it used to be back in the day. I go out so often, and it's like, you know, I'll see something. I'm like, oh yeah, that's a good price. Maybe I should pick it up. And then I'm like, when am I going to get? When am I going to play this? And it's not like, yeah. like now, like most of like the the top tier stuff that I want, I already have it. So like now, yeah. I'm just looking for like the, the piddly stuff. And yeah, I just I just don't care to pick that stuff up anymore. It's more, uh, 
I'm just trying to keep up with new stuff these days. With if there's a new release coming out, I want. Yeah. Um, that's normally been what the money's going to. It hasn't been going to collecting. I'm feeling bad because the Secret Santa. I'm making the list of games, and I'm like, well, if I get these games, I don't know when I'm gonna get a chance to play them. But yeah. uh, here's the list. <laughs> It'd be cool to have them. But what about you, Chance? Is your collector in you still there, or uh, is yours kind of died off too? Or you know, for some things, I mean, yeah, I'd like to have them, but it's not like I'm I'm actively seeking them. Like I just said about the the boxes and things for uh, games I already have. It's like. Yeah. yeah, I would love to have those, but I'm not necessarily seeking them. But I mean, if I found them for relatively cheap, it'd be you know, be it a whole other thing. But uh, it's something I wanted to talk about a little bit later. Maybe I find myself okay. uh, spending maybe a little bit more on individual games and buying, you know, buying less. I find myself, you know, just like really kind of focusing on stuff that I really want to play. And less about buying games like, oh, yeah, I want to try that because so-and-so said it was good, you know? Like, that would be good to talk about. Uh, yeah, it's it's something I want to talk about a little later kind of because it kind of applies to, like, games I'm playing right now, too. So. Okay, yeah, we'll get to these questions then now because I will touch in on that, too. It's a good thing. All right, we'll move on to the next question then. Uh, Rusty, he asked us, in the Halloween, in the spirit of Halloween, <laughs> what are two of your guys' favorite horror movies and two of your favorite horror games? Why did you say it like that? <laughs> uh, I just want <laughs> just to liven it up. Uh, I'll. Oh, I was sorry. Go ahead. Uh, I was gonna do my uh, movies because I know my movies off the top of my yeah. head, and they're like ones no one would ever pick. Um, House on Haunted Hill, the newer version with Chris Kattan in it. Um, Boo, I love the old version. Boo! <laughs> I love that movie because I'm not a horror movie fan for one thing. So. Oh, wow. And it kind of depends. I mean, do you classify alien movies as the horror genre? Or... Yeah, I, the first one, definitely. Yeah. Okay. It's going to make it tough then, but I'm going to go with Tremors. <laughs> <laughs> That's a comedy. What are you talking about? <laughs> this is a horror movie. So <laughs> those are my Tremors. two choices. Uh, as far as uh, games... um, well, I'm gonna do well. I'm gonna try to just. Everyone knows like Resident Evil. Everyone knows Dustin likes Silent Hill. Uh, but I'm gonna go with two different kind of ones to get people to finally play the games. Lone Survivor. People play the game. I'm not steering you in the wrong direction here. Is that that little it's like eight bit looking one? Yeah. Okay. Love it's, that game. It's downloaded on my PS3, but I haven't installed it yet. I think it's on my <laughs> PS3 and my Vita, actually. Yeah. That. Yeah. yeah. And Condemned Criminal Origins. Uh, going with those two. Condemned Criminal Origins did like scare me, like jump scares. It made me want to put down the controller for a little bit before I came back, take a breath, leave a light on once in a while while I played it. Um, that's a good one. And I know Dustin's hear us like, throw that game in his face for the past month now. Yeah, <laughs> He's no. probably sick of it. But um, Condemned Criminal Origins will be my other one. Dustin, you were going to say yours, so go ahead. um, The movies are really easy. One is uh, a classic that no one can disregard, and that's The Shining. Uh, That's still one of the creepiest movies ever made. Um, And then the other one, it's kind of hit or miss with people, but I absolutely love it, and that's Scream. For some reason, I I just absolutely love Scream. I don't know why. The entire 
what is it? How do you say that? Quadrology. 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 Ooh, you like all of them? Uh, Scream Three is kind of bad. And so I like I like the idea of having the killer be like the mastermind behind everything. Yeah. But the way they handled it was kind of stupid. But I'll, I'll give it to the first one. I like the first one was. Dude, Scream That's Four is Scream Four is almost as good as Scream One. Really? Yeah, it's really good. That first one, that whole theater scene, man, that really set the tone for that movie. No, that was that's oh, wow. Scream Two. That's Scream Two. With the, oh, was that two? Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. That that scene in that one, I was like, whoa. Yeah. This is hard. Uh, and then, I <laughs> yeah. As far as games go, um, I have to go with Silent Hill Two. That's you know, that's just that's the answer. Cop out. So cop out. And I, there's one I want to say, and then there's one, I mean, in terms of like a scary game, it's like the, probably the scariest thing I've played. Um, I, I'm going to go with Deadly Premonition just because it's such an experience and it does kind of creep you out every now and then because it's just so weird. But probably the scariest thing I've ever played is PT. That thing is just. Oh, yeah, the PT demo. Yeah. Like, there's no way Silent Hills can even, like, because it's just such a perfect little experience that I don't know how, like, making an actual game would, like, improve it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Deadly Premonition, man. I'm so glad I booted that up again. Director's Cut, Dustin, if you ever go through to play it again, so much better. Oh, Oh, they fix the the controls. Yeah, I got it on the shelf here. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to forget a lot of the things that happen in the game so I can... Have that it adds. It's it does something. I guess we can talk about it when we, if you talk about games we're playing. But it does. It has a whole different take on how it's doing the game. Okay. So it's really interesting. But I can tell you about it later. So go ahead. So maybe, I, so maybe I shouldn't forget the the game then. Uh, well, you shouldn't because it adds a whole new scenario. And plus, I don't remember this the first time when you're playing the game. Like before the start of a chapter, is there an old man sitting in a chair talking to a little girl? Like telling a story about, well, this is what I did back in the day, and I, I don't think so. That yeah, like all those cutscenes are new too, which is making me think that is uh, our hero of the game, or so to say, I already forget his name. What's the main character's name? Uh, shit, I know that the person he talks to oh is goodness. Zach. God, yeah, Zach's who he talks to. Agent Dale Cooper. Oh wait, that's the wrong Dale. Thing. <laughs> Um, we, can't, we can't leave it like this. Deadly premonition. How do we forget such an infamous character's name? I don't remember. Yeah, you're know. playing it right now. Yeah, and yeah, you're playing I it. <laughs> I haven't played it in a while. Uh, but, but, Francis York Morgan. Francis York Morgan, yes. <laughs> Jesus. I grabbed the 360 version and looked at it, yeah. I think it's him as an old man, like, sitting talking to a little girl. But, anyways. Well, yeah, it's got a whole bunch of new stuff. And the control scheme, you actually. <laughs> You actually aim by holding down like the trigger or bumper, and you can move it with the right stick this time, and not the left stick. Same when you nice. walk with. So it's all weird. Yeah. But that game is so great. After playing Twin Peaks or watching Twin Peaks, which I didn't the first time when I played the game, it makes it that much better. I would say watch Twin Peaks first, then play this game, and you'll really love it that much more. Oh, and so. since we're talking Halloween stuff, we should also mention the greatest news in the history of the world. Twin Peaks, is, on them. Twin Peaks is coming back in 2016 on Showtime. Yeah! <laughs> oh, I cannot wait. 25 I I years to the date. I hope they get everybody who's still alive to be in the show. 
I really hope that. So so far, it's so good from what I've been reading up yeah. on it. Like, he's doing yeah. pretty good at it. Who's not still alive? Uh, a lot of the older characters in the show. Um, what's I this? think... What's the service station guy? Is he still alive? Yeah, he's still alive. Okay. Uh, Big I can't Ed, remember Big his Ed. name. Yeah, Big Ed. Yeah. I love Big um, Ed. The only one I don't... There's... I, the only one I don't know if they'll return is Laura Flynn Boyle, because I think she had like a big falling out with David Lynch. But which oh, really? one's she? Um, oh shit, Donna. She's Donna. Oh, Donna Hayward. Well, that sucks. Well, she wasn't in Fire Walk. They they recast it for Fire Walk with Me. Uh, if yeah, you remember, yeah, yeah. She's not in Fire Walk with Me, so That's maybe they could just use they, they could just use that woman if she's still alive. Yeah. I don't. Now the question uh, is, Dustin, hmm. do you think this was Lynch's plan the whole time? Well, the ending of Twin Peaks. I don't and think it was. I think it's just they saw like, hey, it's been 25 years, and Laura Palmer says, "See you in 25 years," and they're just like, "Now's the time to do it," because that's kind of how he worked. He's just like, "Yes, let's do it," <laughs> you know, because <laughs> he kept putting his foot down that it is not happening. There is no way I'm doing it, and I then all of a sudden. I mean, He's been thinking about it. You know he has been. Well, you had to have. Yeah. I think they're purposely holding it back to 2016 now because I think well, they could release it late in 15. But uh, since, hey, it'll be 25 years in 2016, let's just hold off and yeah. <laughs> do it. Big choice. Big choice. Yeah. do that. Oh, he's yawning already. All right. Go ahead and answer. <laughs> Chance where he falls asleep. Okay. Uh <laughs> Movies, uh, I gotta hand it to the Blair Witch Project. Uh, oh yeah, it's it's kind of a polarizing movie, but I can honestly say, like the first time that I saw it, I was too scared to sit through the whole thing. I could I couldn't do it. I couldn't watch it. And Me too. mind you, I was, this, in a you know, I was pretty young. <laughs> I I wasn't in, in theater. This was just at home. Like my parents had rented it or something. Yeah. And I was just horrified, and I could I couldn't sit through it, but. Since then, of course, I've, I've managed, and it's still one of my favorite movies. And I'm one of the few, uh, like Grub Gun, I've actually talked to him about this, who actually kind of liked the sequel also, uh, Book yeah. of Shadows. Okay. I kind of like the sequel, but I only really like one thing, and that's the lost time aspect. Like, I, yeah. think, I think lost time is creepy as shit. Yeah, this, this was, I think it was pretty well done, but I, I think a true sequel should have been kind of like um i don't know there's a there was a little featurette called the uh, the curse of the blair witch that yeah. came out a little later that was uh like video camera footage of like interviews from like family and friends of the people from uh the movie from blair witch project talking about you know it was okay it was a fake documentary about a fake documentary so it, it, it really worked, and that's what a sequel should have been. With a little bit more money and a little bit more time, that could have been really good yeah. as a sequel. But as it is, I mean, it was just I found it on VHS like a year ago, and I kind of loved it. So, um, let me paint the picture for you for Blair Witch. When I saw this movie, I, I think I was seventeen. It came out in '99, right? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, I lived at home in an old farmhouse. Okay, and our shower was just a shower head attached to like the main water pipe in the basement in the corner. (laughs) So after seeing that movie and having to go down every morning in this dark basement to the corner of the basement 
to where the shower is. You can imagine that being a little creepy. Yeah. <laughs> Waiting to see somebody standing there with their back turned to you. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. So The whole reason I, Blair Witch was scary to me is because I, I w- it was insisted to me that it was a true story, that it actually happened. Yeah, me too. So that's me what too. freaked me out. And then to yeah. find out it was it was made up, I was like, oh, well, that, that ain't scary no more. <laughs> yeah, that movie can't really be done nowadays because of the no. internet. Yeah. yeah. Which the internet was around then, but it wasn't anything like it is today. Uh, yeah, it was kind yeah. of infant. Yeah. Um, a really good kind of companion to it, too. After you've watched maybe the Blair Witch and the, maybe even the sequel or, or this Curse of the Blair Witch thing, I actually watched a uh, a reunion of the of the three actors. They were at some college or something, and they you bring them in and they talk about the experience and how like crazy it kind of was to like do the filming because they really did like do the filming themselves. Yeah. Like, they just sent them out there to do this. Like, they left like they left like clues out in the woods. Yeah, what... like yeah, yeah. That was that was the thing too. Is like they didn't necessarily tell them what they were going to be doing the next day. They they just had to get from A to B. You know by you know by the end of the day to to and you know they they didn't have access to bathrooms or or showers or anything like that. So it was it was a really kind of neat companion uh, thing to watch after watching the movie. Um, okay, enough about Blair Witch. Uh, the next <laughs> movie is I'm going to cheat a little bit because I'm going to say uh, the Hannibal Lecter series as a whole because I really like all of the movies. I still haven't watched Manhunter yet. Then but... you don't like all the movies. <laughs> well, okay, I'm I'm not being a purist here. I, you don't I know, like well, you don't know Hannibal Lecter until you see Brian Cox play him. I like at least the Anthony Hopkins movies. Yeah. Uh, I really want to watch Manhunter, but I just haven't had the time to, to watch it yet. Um, I own it on VHS. So. Is there an Ed Norton one, or did Ed Norton play him in something? Like a Red he, Dragon? He played that's Will Dragon. Graham in, in Red Dragon, the, the detective. Okay. Yeah, did, you ever read, did you ever read the book, Hannibal? No, I didn't, but I remember you ne- telling me about it. Never do it. Just, 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 just pretend the movie is the way the story goes. I remember you telling me the ending, and I was, and I was, yeah, pretty, kind of, kind of appalled. But yeah. I'm glad that the movie went that way. And a lot of people kind of shit on Hannibal the movie, but yeah. I really liked it. I thought I it was, enjoyed it too. Yeah, I thought it was well done. I mean, yeah, sure, I was bummed that that Jodie Foster didn't play Clarice, but I think that uh, what's her face did a good job. I mean, yeah. I, it, it wasn't bad. They did the best. They, they did the best they could with that stinker of a book. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, as far as games go, I really don't play a lot of horror games, uh, so I'll go with um, Bioshock. I was going to say Bioshock One, but I I almost don't consider it a horror game necessarily. But it, there were parts that scared the shit out of me. So let's I, say, well, yeah. forget horror. Like, what game scared you? Like. Yeah, that, that even difficulty scary. scare like Dark Souls did that scare you as difficulty? <laughs> no, because I knew about the the kind of difficulty. Yeah. So Bioshock definitely would be a good choice then. And even though I haven't finished it yet, the first Dead Space is pretty fantastic. Oh, yeah. good, good choice. Good choice. I was gonna say Doom Three, but it's like, nah. That can be scary, man. Like first time yeah. playing that. I loved Doom. When you had to had to turn your flashlight yeah, off on or had to turn on. The first time I played it, tried to play yeah. it on the original Xbox. So yeah, yes, yes. That, that could be a choice too. Original <laughs> Doom Three. 
All right, we'll go ahead and move on to the next one because this is a good one from Ty Kim. Besides work and making a living, if you could remove one thing in your real life to replace it with more gaming, what would it be? <laughs> That's a pretty good question. That's a hard question. Yeah. For me, it would be, uh, and he. no, I'm not going to say, Ty, that <laughs> I would give up my kids. <laughs> I wouldn't give them up. But um, it would probably be less, just less like TV or sports watching. Fill it with more games. Boom, I found a way around it. Give up <laughs> TV. Yeah. I would I would give up that um, that feeling you get when you get home and you're just kind of like you're vegging out and you just don't feel like playing. Don't the game. want to do anything, yeah. Don't want to do anything. That that needs to go because that's keeping me from finishing a lot of stuff. This podcast for two hours every month. <laughs> oh yeah. Taking oh yeah, it's such a commitment. <laughs> Fuck this shit. <laughs> I just drop the mic and leave. I had to say I had to say sleep. Like if I could get away with sleeping Ooh, less, I probably would. Like That's I so like true. to sleep. I like to sleep, so I would I could never do it. Yeah. But if I could get away with, you know, staying up until, you know, two AM every day, you know, I would do it if I if I was able, but my body would just say screw you and shut down and I would get like sick for like a month or something. I'm so bad with no sleep. I'm like the crankiest person. The wife hates it. I gotta get my sleep. Yeah. Alright, good answers, guys. Who is your favorite actor or actress and what movie did you like them in the most? With them from Travis. Mine, I'll again I'll go with an off the wall one. Dustin may already know the answer to this one. Because I rave about him all the time. Mr. Paul Giamonti is one of my favorite actors. But the movie I'm choosing is Lady in the Water. (laughs) His acting performance in that movie I thought was great. Made the movie. Even though people hate it, I love it. And his, man, the whole healing scene puts me in tears every time. Have you ever (sighs) seen American Splendor? Yes. Yes. Oh, I love that movie so much. Yeah. Yep. And he's great in Sideways, but I chose <laughs> Lady in the Water. He's not so great in Amazing Spider-Man 2 as Rhino. Let's, let's brush that one off of the table. And there's yeah. a couple other stinkers there. <laughs> All right, so let's go next. <laughs> hmm. This is, this is tough. Yeah, like, uh, right now, I, I just, like, watch anything that Sam Rockwell does. I enjoy watching. He's great. Yeah. Or, uh, what's his name? Plays Magneto in First Class. That guy's oh, David in Prometheus. Michael Fosbender. Yeah, he's yeah. just. He, awesome. And he was in uh, Inglorious Bastards as the British guy. Yep. That, that holds up the wrong number of fingers or the wrong orientation <laughs> of fingers. He he was on a roll there. I haven't seen him in too much this year or the yeah. last year either. Yeah. But he was on fire for a couple of years there. He's still he's a great actor. He showed yeah. his penis in a movie. Give him a break. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> not too many guys do that. He did it. <laughs> Thankfully, not too many guys do that. <laughs> you got anything, Chance? Oh man, it's 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 tough because I I really I don't know. As a kid, it would have been easy. I'd have said Arnold Schwarzenegger, of course. But I don't know. I really like Sam Worthington. Um, not ringing a bell. Uh, he played. Uh, he's the 
Jake Sully in Avatar. He's the he's oh yeah yeah the, yeah uh, the guy in Terminator Salvation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I've seen him in a couple other things too. But oh, I I love Kevin Costner uh, <laughs> for Robin Hood reasons. What's so funny, Dustin? <laughs> because I I knew somehow Robin Hood <laughs> Prince uh, Prince and Tights is gonna you know make <laughs> Prince and Tights. Uh, <laughs> And you know, I'm discovering too how much I I really enjoy uh, a lot of Sigourney Weaver's movies too. Even yeah. though, like, at first I never really thought about, oh yeah, I really like Sigourney Weaver. She's but in a after, lot of stuff. Yeah, I know. After watching uh, Alien pretty recently, I'm like, damn, I really kind of like Sigourney uh, Weaver. So her her finest hour was of a, a course in Galaxy Quest. I, I haven't seen that, but. <laughs> I uh, I saw like some pictures of her from that movie and it looks great. So yeah, she I looks great. In it. It. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Anyways, and she looked great in the first Alien too. Something happened in the in the middle there. She got a little. Whoa, weird. whoa, what? What? I don't know about that. The first Alien. Yeah, I'm not with you on that one, man. In at the sh- in the ship at the very end of the movie, you're gonna tell me yeah. that you didn't think she looked great. Uh, flat flat pancake dookie booty. Yeah, no, she did. Do- dookie booty? Did you really just say that? <laughs> it looks like there's a there goes, sitting in her underwear. There, there goes the entire like female audience. Like, <laughs> but again with Stephen being a rude motherfucker. Yeah, no kidding. The, Can't the have sexist no, uh, over here. No flat booties allowed. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, so it's it's really a toss up. Whatever, I I don't really fixate on one actor. I'm more of a direct. I'm more of a director person myself. Yeah, I follow directors more than actors. I like Denzel a lot. I think he's done a lot of really great. Ooh, movies. Denzel. Denzel. Always count on those being good. Well, since this wasn't a director question, we're moving on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Michael Yanacito. This question is for Dustin Christ. Well, you can ask him on his channel and he can respond. Moving on. Uh, William Brown. The most annoying, time-consuming side quest in a game. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's funny. It's a weird question. Mine is... Oh, I just had it because I pre-read the question and forgot. Oh, right now, in Dark Souls 2, there is a... Uh, the correct answer is the entire game. <laughs> that, that's the that's the correct answer. How the do entire, we always get back on this? The entire game. Because <laughs> I'm trying to 100 percent it uh, as far as trophies, and I have one left, and it's to unlock all the uh, it's unlock all the pyromancies in the game. I believe is what it is, or sorceries. Yeah. And one of them is I have to win 30 PvP matches. In the bell towers, or I have to get summoned there, and I'm never getting summoned there. So you have to do a glitch with the game where you go in and try to fight a rare spawning NPC character to hopefully let it spawn and get the kill. And it's annoying, it's terrible, bad game design. Shouldn't have been in there for a trophy, and I do not like that in Dark Souls 2. <laughs> Next. Uh, mine uh, has to go with Drakengard. How you have to acquire what is it to get the to get the true ending of the game? You have to acquire all the weapons. And oh, yeah, yeah. Did you ever get it? No, I haven't even beat oh, the game. Oh man, talk about Dragon Guard One. You don't have to do that I for Dragon. Talk about Three. Well, in Three, you just have to buy all the weapons. That's not that big okay. of a deal. That's not okay. that big of a deal. 
But like in the first one, I think you have to level all the weapons up to get the true ending of the game. That being said, that Drakengard, uh, the final boss battle, the true boss battle in Drakengard 3, oh my god, that's still annoying. I haven't gone back to it because it just annoyed me so much. But the rhythm game. <laughs> How about we just say any fetch quest, yeah, any, uh, any escort quest, and we'll call it a day. Yeah, <laughs> everyone hates that's, that. That's something that drove me nuts in Evil Within. But they put the fucking escort missions kind of back in there, and I'm like, what? <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll we'll get on that later too. <laughs> yeah, we'll get the bunch of dislikes on this for our opinions. We'll share on that one, yeah. like your video. Yeah, so, I know. But do you have anything, Chance? Yeah, just a, the typical answer. You know, Final Fantasy X. All of the celestial weapon quests are stupid. Like getting a zero time on racing chocobos because you have to hit all of the balloons and miss all of the uh, blitz balls. My wife brought me food right now, and I am, like, overly excited. It's very hot. It's linguine and your mom's pasta. All right. But that might be hard because it's a I was like, did I push something on play on my computer? What's going on? No, my wife is talking to me. Awesome. She brought me dinner. That is – she's awesome. As if there was any – Question that that Whitney is awesome. <laughs> hey, Chad. So anyway, that, so anyway uh, that that pasta is really hot. Really hot. <laughs> it's really really hot. <laughs> and if anyone was curious, whispered, <laughs> like, "Hey, Chance, that pasta is really hot." <laughs> and if anyone's curious, <laughs> what is this? What? So anyway, Final Fantasy X, the the Celestial Weapon quests. That's that's my answer. <clears throat> Score update for the World Series. Three, San two. Francisco 3, Royals 2. I'm watching. Taking their right chance. <laughs> uh, Anyways, it's, it's we're going to try It's on right now. I'm going to like fly through the rest of these questions. This is what I thought would happen. People want us to answer all the questions. Then we get a podcast full of questions. But. We should just have a question episode. Just True. Commit, commit an ep- one episode a month or like a year. It's like, okay, we're going to answer questions this episode. <laughs> This isn't the time, Alt-Gen no. Gamers. We're here for the fans, kind of, oh, sort. Oh, it's not? So I was expecting people to. to show up. <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> Anyways, scariest moment in a video game. The dog's coming through in Resident Evil. Go, someone else. H- Houdini splicers in Bioshock. They're pretty scary. Oh, God. Um, anytime you run into Lisa in PT. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also taking mannequin scene uh, from Condemned Criminal Origins. That's going or, on. Or the, the witches in Left for Dead. And I'll also say the uh, the mirror scene in Silent Hill 3. Boom. Good answers. Who will you main in Smash U? I said it from the trailer. I will be uh, maining our young boxer to be from the Punch-Out! series. And I'm stalling because I can't think of his name. Little Mac. Little Mac. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'll be remaining Little Mac. Uh, I know your answer better than I know mine. <laughs> I have no idea well, who's even in the game. Any idea for you, uh, Dustin? There's like a roster of 50 I, now, I think. So. I know. Like, Jesus. It's so big. Um, ever since they announced this character, I was excited to play as him. I'm probably going to get the game and realize I can't use him at all. That is Mega Man. Probably. Is, is the Duck Hunt dog really happening or no? I have no idea. I, th- I thought he was like a item. I don't know. 
so it, like really early on, people were tossing tossing around that he was a playable character, and I just thought that was the, the funniest slash stupidest thing ever. Pac Man's a playable character. I oh, there we go. That, that's me right there, Pac Man. <laughs> All right, Knickerbocker, Pumpernickel, or Poppycat? Make your choice. Everything's Poppycat, man. Fiddle saddle, <laughs> Scallywag. All right. General question with games: most frustrating dungeons. Halloween theme question. IGN published the top ten survival horror games. Can you comment on that? No. We can comment on the top ten survival horror. Dustin will agree with number one. Boom. Because it is Silent Hill two, and but I have I... yet to play it. Oh. But I believe him, and that uh, is. Great do game. you have the Do you have the uh, the original Xbox copy? I Rest don't. Is, yeah, that's the one you should probably play. Has an extra. Add it to the wish list. <laughs> Has an extra scenario in it. Cool. Um, Fatal Frame 2 is at number 2. System Shock 2 at number Dude, 3. I was looking at Fatal Frame 2 earlier, and I don't know if you guys have ever seen the co- the American cover for Fatal Frame 2, but it is like the creepiest cover I've ever seen on the video game. I saw it on Amazon earlier today. It's just so like... I was almost going to add it to the list, but I didn't. Yeah, it's... I need to play these. I was going to play them, and then I got sidetracked with other shit, but yeah. They look good. It is kind of creepy. Fine. Yeah. Um, where were we? Um, I'm a little sad to see my Resident Evil 2 at number six, but it's not really scary. So I mean, yeah. I don't, I can't really argue with that. It's got Amnesia at number five. That's a good scary one. Uh, the Resident Evil remake is at seven, which should probably be above number Resident Evil 2. Dead Space at number eight. Glad to see that in there. Condemned at number nine. Awesome, awesome. Surprise! I'm seeing Silent Hill four though at number ten. <clears throat> Dustin. Does it deserve to be in a top Dude, 10? Silent Hill 4 gets a bum rap. It is... Really? Yeah. Because, like, look, Silent Hill 1 is pretty damn creepy. Silent Hill 2 is maybe not as creepy, but, like, the storyline is r- really impactful. Okay. Although Silent Hill 2 does have its moments. Silent Hill 3 didn't feel as creepy except for one moment in the game. But then Silent Hill 4 came out, and it's kind of like in PT, that first-person perspective... Like when you're in the the apartment is just kind of kind of really unnerving for some reason. I owned it on the Xbox, and I do remember the first person sections in the apartment. Then I remember going through a mirror or something or a door. Yeah, and then you go to the third person, and you go, I don't you go think through, I got too far at all. <laughs> you go you go through a hole in the bathroom wall. Yeah, there it is, hole in the bathroom wall. Yeah. And I remember going down into it felt like a basement area. I picked up maybe a two by four. And I didn't know what I was doing in that game. I think I tried to run back to the apartment. Maybe I got scared. I didn't want to keep playing it. Yeah. But uh, I don't remember too much from it. Pulling inspiration from Jacob's Ladder, Twin Peaks, and the novel House of Leaves, The Room remains a strange departure for the Silent Hill series, but one that created a handful of unforgettable horror moments. Took some from Twin Peaks. Cool. Well, Silent Hill in and of itself. Yeah. Yeah. Anything for you? Any comment on this, Chance? Nope. Pasta's good. All right, we're moving on. Pasta's great. It's delicious. It's hot. Uh-huh. It's very hot. Okay. Uh, Undead Space Monkey. Thoughts or ideas? What if? If it was in the right hands and someone did a Friday the 13th or a Nightmare on Elm Street game, not just a Resident Evil game, for, exa- for example, with Friday the 13th, or Nightmare Elm Street Coat of Paint. I'm talking. It follows the series well. Like how would I? How would we want to see a Nightmare on Elm Street or Friday the Thirteenth done? 
Might want to ask these two guys because I don't watch those movies. <laughs> well, like Friday the Thirteenth, I would think it'd be something. It'd be it'd be kind of like one of those like one of the Hyde, like Outlast or something like that. You know, I'm sure it's like Freddy Krueger, right? Yeah, but like Friday the or wait, yeah, Friday the Thirteenth with Jason. That's the only way I could think of. Yeah, it's like a like a stealthy. Well, those types of games, which there's okay. like maybe set traps like Conception and throw them off. Yeah, that would work. Yeah, but um, God, like Friday or Nightmare on Elm Street with oh Mario and Luigi's Dream Team. There like, you go. I mean, that's Dream RPG. That's, that's basically the same. I mean, it's the same story and everything. So yeah. why not? Chance. <laughs> I'm just trying to imagine this now. Pasta's good. We're moving. On. No, I'm, I'm seriously like trying to imagine Dream Team as like with a with a Freddy Krueger coat of paint on it. That'd be like you go into really... the kid's head. Maybe you should play as Freddy in the game and go into people's dreams. Like, be the bad guy. Why not? That's kind of like okay. what Splatterhouse was, like the the remake. You know, just. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I don't care. Um, so, guys, what is your game? Final question here. Well, first, we'll go back to Michael so he doesn't... He, he already hates me, probably. <laughs> I was waiting to see if you are really going to be a dick like that. <laughs> I, I was going to. Uh, this question is for Dustin. Uh, besides Dragon Warrior 3 on the NES, which versions of Dragon Quest have you played? I'm thinking of starting the translated... Uh, Super Famicom version, but then I'm hesitant to wait for the iOS release. What would you suggest? Well, Michael, I suggest you don't play the translated uh, Dragon Warrior 3 version, because for some reason, it doesn't work too well. It glitched on me, my character would go into the background, and I don't think it was made very well. Dustin, I don't know if you played it. Have you tried it? Yeah, I have. I've, uh, I haven't beat that version of it, but I have played it to... Um... About halfway through the game, so. But I would say honestly, um, the I like I have been super impressed with the iOS versions. Just super Me impressed. Too, yeah. um, and that's it's you know like I said in both of the videos, it's hard for me to kind of say that because we're supposed to be you know console gamers and mobile gaming, blah blah blah. But uh, those first two games really feel at home on your phone, so. As long as Dragon Quest Three doesn't have that annoying glitch that Dragon Quest Two did, um, I think that's that's your but that's that's the boat to ride on because the graphics and the the music are just gorgeous. So, Agreed. but hey, go back. Right go back. Now. I haven't had the budget. <laughs> what are you talking about? Go back and play the original NES cartridge. Marvel, <laughs> marvel at those graphics. And also, do you enjoy Final Fantasy Two and Three? Have you played the Famicom originals or the remakes? Uh, I've never played Final Fantasy III. Um, I've never gotten around to it. And Final Fantasy II, I've tried to play several times. And, uh, yeah, just, I put it down. <laughs> I just keep putting it down. <coughs> All right, there you go, Michael. Sorry, I was kind of hard about 20 minutes ago. Yeah, because, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of open world, and you don't know where to go. Yeah, and you can, like, even in, like, dungeons, like, where it starts out, you know, relatively you know, tame, you, you get like towards the end of it and you're like, wow, you know, I don't know if I can get back out of this alive. Yeah. And that's what happened to me kind of when I played it. Cause I played the, uh, the Game Boy Advance version and I got into, it was one of the very last dungeons where, and you have to fight, 
uh, like four of the the bosses from the game over again, and uh-huh. it's like really freaking hard, and I just couldn't get back out without just dying. So I just stopped playing. But it, even though I was pretty close to the end, it's really grind heavy because you have to like level up individual weapon stats and and spell stats and things like that. So it takes a really long time to play it. Yeah. Did you play the PSP version? Is that true, Tron? Or I played the Final Fantasy Origins version from okay. the PS1. Yeah. How about you, Chance? Game Boy Advance. Cool. Final question. So, guys, what is so far your game of the year of 2014? Uh, so far, mine is still Dark Souls 2. Even though Shadows of Mordor, when I think about it, gave it a good run. So we'll see where things line up before the end of the year. But so far, it's still Dark Souls 2 for me. Gentlemen, Wolfenstein, the New Order, and Dragon Guard Three. Awesome. That's all the questions, guys. We've made it through it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all the questions are complete, and there is only what? one way to follow that up. Are we was there any questions? Well, was there any questions on the on the actual YouTube page, or was it? No. When I went you... to them, I didn't really see uh, like any at all. I think because I don't want anybody one. to be able to say, "Hey, you didn't answer my question." Now I'm going to verify. I think there might have been one, but it was like one we answered before. Uh, well, whatever. Right. Doesn't really matter. I, I got to be careful, like playing stuff now, since the audio will come through. <laughs> <laughs> um, searching, searching, searching. Here's a question from Orcon. Thumbs down already. Yeah, that stinks. I like to question. think that we just hit the wrong button. <laughs> yeah. We always like to blame it on our guests. So it was Joe who came in. It's his fault why he got the three dislikes. <laughs> his trolls came in and raided. Man, Joe, <laughs> come on. Yeah, I'm not seeing... Um... Yeah, no, no questions that I'm seeing. So we're good. We're good. Moving on. You threw me off my... Uh... Yeah, like I was going to say, there's only one way to move on from that. And that is this. I'm positive. This guy has acquired abilities of the Dark Gundam with the help of KOJ! Introducing a brand new segment to the show. None other than the Mother Base Moment. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I hope you're prepared for your ear, your ear holes to be pleasured. <laughs> Uh, you guys can say something. <laughs> I'm ready. I I don't know what to say. My, my ear holes are so ready. <laughs> so what we have here... Um, how's that audio, by the way? Is it too loud for you? It's fine. It's fine? Yeah. What I have here, uh, Mother Base Moment. During a little moment from each show, he's he's taken the time to send us in a clip of a pre-recorded uh, thing that he sent us in for the episode. <laughs> And without further a, ado, uh, the music, yeah. Yeah, the music. Let's, <laughs> let's kick it off with the very first Mother Base moment. And here we go. Today, a poetry reading from Alex, Return to Mother Base. Hey. The ringing of bullets against <laughs> metal, the shrapnel flying by as dust begins to settle. I throw an EMP, hoping to hit my mark. I turn to the right, 
Blazing red eyes of flame. Damn you, technology! You're to blame! <laughs> Sparks begin to fly above the mechanical cry as robot minds begin to fry. I smile with pride. Today, 368 robots died. My name is Dan Marshall. I'm a member of Rust. I hate goddamn robots, and I hope they combust. This poem is brought to you by Alex, Return to Mother Base, courtesy of Binary Fucking Domain. Thank you. <laughs> oh, man. Well, this is the first time we've heard it, too, folks. So uh, I, need, I needed that. Yeah, that was fantastic. <laughs> I was losing the song earlier for I oh, tried yeah. to adjust the volume on uh, the thing and I accidentally muted him for a split second. <laughs> but there's a hilarious part in the beginning. I'm going to replay it. It's right here at the beginning where he says hi. <laughs> so just listen. Today, a poetry reading from Alex, Return to Mother Base. Hey. <laughs> hey, 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 Grub down here. Oh, I thought that was great. So there you go. A nice poetry reading from uh, Alex, Return to Mother Base for the mother base moment of course he will not receive any royalties from when we explode and become super popular he will continue to do this for free and thanks alex for doing that <laughs> <laughs> well, what would you say asked dustin earlier well the other the piece s- that that song that you were playing earlier what the hell is that for that's his intro song for this episode and it was from g gundam right but you played something else that was different earlier Oh, that song? Yeah. <laughs> That's going to be the intro song for a, a later. Oh, okay. So, oh, okay. It didn't really fit the mood for his poem. Oh, okay. If you kind of okay. think about Okay, never mind. Okay, like I, like I have a list of them here. I got a list of Mother Base intros, people. You'll be sur- Your ears will be pleasured with a different intro every uh, segment that he comes on. Uh, that week, you got the Shining Finger theme from G Gundam. But uh, next week it could be something different, so <laughs> stay tuned for more Mother Base moments. <laughs> it's going to wind uh, up being the hit part of the show, you guys. Everyone's going to be coming for the Mother Base moment now. Is it going to be like uh, <laughs> Rock Talk? <laughs> yeah, they're going to hear that. They're going to hear that. Be- they're going to hear that music chime in. They're going to hold on to these things like, "Oh man, here it comes! It's the Mother Base moment." They're going to. They're going <laughs> to scrub. They're going to scrub ahead. <laughs> yeah, they're just going to keep pushing forward. But again, thanks, Alex, for doing that. I know he, he was kind of clamoring. Like he had, like he's been working on it for about two weeks, trying to think of something. And I got it. I, I got it today. So uh, yeah, serendipitous. <laughs> so yes. All right. Moving on from there. Chance. Yep. You mentioned earlier about uh, you're talking about paying more for one game. What were you hitting on there? Let's well, go ahead and get it- into it. It wasn't so much about paying more for one game as it was just playing what you really want to play regardless of of the price except you know for you know something ridiculously priced. I'm just talking about, you know, if you want a game if you, you, that you want to play, then you should you should try to play it. I mean, you shouldn't care about what it is or, you know, what other people think about that game, you know. You should just be able to make a decision to play a game that you want to yeah. play, and and not have to worry about it. And I, I, this is something that I that I think about quite often because we are part of kind of a uh, a community that you know we 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 play off each other a lot. A lot of people, 
they'll recommend games to each other and things like that. But at the end of the day, I mean, you can you should just be able to play what you want to play and not not worry about what people think of it. And so this kind of applies to the games that I'm playing currently. And it's just something that I I used to play a lot of, and then I stopped for a long time, and then just kind of you know moved on. But now I'm realizing that man, why don't I play these games anymore? Because I really love them. And that is the Pokemon series. Pokemon. Oh, I wanted to guess. <laughs> yeah. I was going to guess it though. <laughs> it's something that um, really brought me back into gaming uh, <clears throat> at certain times. And it's some, it's the, definitely the series that I've played probably the most of in you know in my life you know, i've played a lot of it and there you know different people have different opinions on the series and that's totally fine but it, i used to let it bother me that people would would uh, make fun of me for playing it or say oh that's just a kids game and and you See, should I have you know, to stop you be for playing a moment there have yeah. to stop for a moment because i think you're one of the best at that because when we're all sitting here crapping on destiny who was holding strong to his guns like chances like I'm not going to let people's opinions sway me. That game was awesome when I played it. And so I think you're pretty good at sticking to your guns. It's, uh, you think it's, something's good. It is something that I have to, like, you know, kind of work at, though. Like, uh, with with the way I feel about, you know, how I approach it uh, to other people. You know, even if, even if I feel that way, I may not always come out and say it you know that, yeah you know, that, like hey i really like that game you know and it and it got me kicked off of this podcast once for for expressing <laughs> my my joy in a certain game and that i will not mention for fear of being forcibly removed once again but, th- but this is what i'm talking about and, and i know you were just just poking fun that day yeah but <laughs> but, but this is exactly what i'm talking about like Anybody should be able to enjoy what they want to enjoy yeah. and, and just not worry about what people are saying, you know, and it, like I said, it's it's a topic that I, I kind of want to do a video about it. But I figured it'd be better to just talk about it here because, you know, th- this podcast reaches a little bit further than my personal channel does. So I figured that I would just put it out there and say uh, in, in true AA fashion I am a Pokemon fan, and I will not back down. <laughs> there are millions of people with you, man. You're yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know, and it's just, it's just, I don't know. It's something I think about. Yeah, because we we would crap on Pokemon. Uh, I know when we uh, like overrated games with Balanic, or I think that was a topic way back in the day. That was like right up there on the list of priorities. But I, I played through Pokemon X, and man, I had a pretty good time with it. So. I won't say it's not overrated. I just, I just mean yeah. for me personally, I, I love it. But I wouldn't say that it's something that everyone should enjoy like I do. Oh yeah, because for it, me it's it weird. Is, it's it's definitely its own thing. It is, and that's something where it's it's crazy because I put on my list uh, for the for the wish list the uh, Dragon Quest Monsters game, which I don't know if you have them yet or Destin or if they're on the list for the collection. If you're trying to get them for your Dragon Quest collection or no? Which ones? The Dragon, Dragon Quest, Quest monsters. monsters on the DS. I know I gave oh, you the I Game Boy Color ones. I have the fir- I have the first one. I've been meaning to try to track down the second one, but I just haven't done it yet. And I, I really want to play those because I do get hooked into kind of capturing and raising a creature and holding it as my own. Like even in Final Fantasy 13 2, 
I loved going around capturing all the different creatures to see which one I wanted to put in my party to fight with me. Well, did you like that? Aspects. Did you like that part of like Nino Kuni too? Like using the familiars? Did you did you enjoy that in that? Oh yeah, I love trying to catch new ones and leveling them up and powering them up to their next stages. So there there are things that the Pokemon system does that I enjoy that are in other games, like the capturing of some. Uh, and sometimes it is just nice to play through a simple RPG like that because you know if you just level up and go fight the bosses, more than likely yeah. you'll win. So yeah. uh, that's kind of nice too. And it's 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 another thing too with me and, and sporadic space where I just put a video up not too long ago about you know, kind of posing you know how powerful is nostalgia and you know and it's it's I super powerful I believe like. There's a lot of things that, you know, especially with Pokemon, that because I've played it for so long and, and I have this love for it, you know, deep down, it, it's always, you know, something that I like to go back to when I play it, like the older games, it's like, yeah, this is, this is you know, happiness incarnate, you know, it's, it's just good, yeah. even though I've played it, you know, like with Dustin and and uh, Final Fantasy VI. It's like, re- regardless of the, the quality of that game, you'll always view it as something that you have loved always yeah. and you know will continue to. I was going to say, your, your Pokemon is my Dragon Quest. So. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I've been playing since, you know, Red and Blue, so a while. <laughs> yeah. Now, d- but is it's... there a game that you played, Dustin, that people crapped on? Um, I mean, I enjoyed Time and Eternity, and that got kind of, you know. Yeah. Well, but along like, the same thing. Or go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, but then again, all the comments in the video were like, yeah, I like that game too, so. Yeah. I was going to say, along the same vein where, Chance, <laughs> you're saying, uh, I mean, yeah, you should play what you want to play and what you like. Uh, not be swayed by others, whether if they're talking about it negatively. Uh, I think along the same vein, I think... Maybe me and you, Dustin, kind of got sucked <laughs> into a new release this month. That yeah. and you earlier this year, <laughs> people put a lot of hype behind a game, so it makes you think, man, we should. It must be good to try. It must be good. And here recently, uh, the experience with Evil Within, the the haters can come on in because I we're both me and Dustin both like a good survival horror game. He's a Silent Hill roots, Resident Evil roots with me. Uh, we love a good survival horror. And this is one that, I mean, if you watch Dustin's video, and I fully agree with everything he said in it, um, no, I was not enjoying it more than you, Dustin. Oh, okay. <laughs> I your video. Um, just something with that game. I think we both bought into the hype, you think, or that last minute. I, I wasn't planning on getting it until you kind of started talking about it more. Yeah. And I then don't... it hooked me into looking it up more. I can't remember, like, what finally pushed me into, like, okay, I need to get this. And I went and got it, and I was like, oh, this is going to be great. And I put it in, and I was like, oh, man, look at these graphics. And I started playing it. I'm like, oh, okay. Let me me give it a little bit. And then, you know, you get to that opening segment where you have, like, no weapons, and you have to, like, sneak around. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, okay, fine. Finally got a gun. And I'm like, oh, I have a bullet, and there I have one bullet, and there's like five things coming at me. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So like, there's there's uh, except for the stealth kill, there's like no melee unless you find a melee weapon lying around. Then it's like it breaks after you use it. So it's 
Yeah. You just uh, at least in Resident but, Evil Four, you had the knife. You know. Yes. Always had that as a <laughs> last resort if needed. Yeah. And even with uh, like you're saying, I, I told Dustin this, but Chance, there's a there's a section right in the. It's the literally the very beginning of the game. And Evil Within, when it, it kind of gives you the controls for the first time, it's not like kind of walking it through. It gives you the controls. You're hanging upside down from a rope, and you need oh, to yeah. cut yourself. You need to cut yourself loose, and then you start like in the first, very first stealth portion. You cut yourself down. You get off the rope, and it tells you if you want to sneak up behind someone, stay crouched. Da 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 da. This is like 30 seconds until you get control of the game. I die. <laughs> I alerted the guy because I timed it wrong. I died instantly. I was like, oh my goodness. This is going to be a long, long game. Yeah, and then like they, they, people started talking about the length of the game. And I was like, even if I was having a great time with this, I was like, Jesus, you know, 17 hours for that kind of a game is a long-ass game. I don't know. See, that's where I think we were talking about it too in the... Uh, this is straying from what I was going to previously talk about, but uh, I think if you're enjoying a game, I don't care how many hours it is. Like, sometimes we crap on games for being too short. I do agree that there should be certain lengths for, like, a certain type of game. Like, you're only going to want to play Devil May Cry for so long yeah. before it starts getting really repetitive. But, uh, like, an RPG will will put 50 hours into, even though we're mashing attack <laughs> or a spell <laughs> for 30 hours, but... Well, I guess that's more story getting you hooked in that. I was going to say, and then you get to the evil within, and the story is just like uh, <laughs> barely existent, you know? So yeah. nothing's really drawing you in. I don't... <sighs> but this this wasn't supposed to be the trash on evil within segment. It was supposed oh. to be... <laughs> we get wrapped into hype as well. Like, yeah. like Chance was saying, <clears throat> people will down a game, so don't let that take you from deciding whether you want to play it or not. Well, you can get wrapped up in the hype, but don't let that keep you from where you're at in deciding whether you're going to get the game or not. Because I think that's yeah. one where we both kind of wish maybe we didn't get too sucked in and we would have waited on maybe like initially planned uh, before we forked the money out for it. So, what do you think, Chance? It's Are very you a hip. Of overhype. <laughs> it's very hip to hate on certain games, and and it's also very hip to hype up certain games. So it's 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 obviously it's the, you know it's a lot of the the publications and, and the media kind of swaying you one way or the other. But it, there's also kind of a, a hive mind of the community that does the same thing. But ultimately, you have to just kind of make your own decision. You know, it's like, well, you know, I like this game. You know, and for me, it's like with Pokemon, it got to a certain point where it's like I just don't want to tell people that I play this for fear of what they'll say about it. So it's like almost like I was ashamed of it, which is something <laughs> think, that I shouldn't have done. Yeah, I was going to say, because in our chat, uh, I think everyone plays it, <laughs> maybe except uh, I know Dustin does it. I mean, I've dabbled in it. I don't really hate it, any, like hate it. So I think it's like, I don't know of anyone who doesn't really like it or Pokemon anymore. <clears throat> I'm a fan. That's all I can say. <laughs> we turned to Mother Base. Alex, He he's excited about his shiny Gengar people. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty excited. Actually, I uh, signed up for, uh, I don't even remember the name of the website. It might have just been the official Pokemon website to get uh, early access to the demo for the the new games coming out. The uh, Omega Sapphire yeah. or Omega Ruby. I the, Alpha yeah, I got Sapphire. the email for that. Yeah. Yeah, so it was nice to 
get get in on that. So I, I downloaded it last night. So I, I'm going to try that out because I'm I'm actually really considering pre-ordering because it's actually a generation um, of the of the standard Pokemon games that I missed. I didn't play Ruby Sapphire or Emerald <clears throat> back in the day. So I I'm really looking forward to it actually. Oh man. So it's a generation you missed out on, you said? Yeah, like, it's, it's third, third generation, and I, I never played it. So it's it will be, you know, Pokemon and, and gyms, leaders, and stuff that I've never fought before. So it'll be oh, kind of cool. Well, there's only one thing you got to do, then. Do it. Do it? Do it. <laughs> <laughs> that was too low, <laughs> but yes. <laughs> Who is oh. this? Who is this over there? Is this Jason Heine sitting over there? The <laughs> Little sound bites. Do it. And we are allowed 30, per se- 30 second clips from anything we want. So I cannot get any copyright suits against Oh, well, that's nice that you did your homework on that. And, and cool. plus we don't we don't charge. We don't put our account on charge or whatever. Yeah, we don't get paid we don't for this. Mo- so we don't monetize. Anyways, um... Oh, lost my train of thought. You're talking about yeah. So people, what we're trying to say is, stay true to yourself. Don't be afraid to be honest, especially for a YouTube channel. You don't have to play the ropes and make a game sound good if it's bad, or if it's good, make it not sound so good. You can be honest, like Dustin did in his video. Be yourself. Who cares if the dislikes come? Be yourself. And you don't have to kick people out of the podcast if they like Paper Mario Sticker Star. <laughs> You can if you want to be a dick, but you don't have to. <laughs> yes, you can. Oh, man. Were you mixing something up over there, Dustin? Another no, beverage? I was washing okay. my hands because they, okay. you know how you just kind of sit around and they start to feel sticky after a while? Yeah. My feet are feeling sticky. I was getting like a sticky feeling on my feet, so it's crazy you say that. But, there we go. Uh, well, why don't we. I want to mention something real quick before, because uh, we should talk about some games we've been playing and then we can wrap her up but ps4 just had a new patch kind of released and it has a new function that i was trying to test for the past couple days this share play function you guys remember when this was announced uh back in the day you can let your friend take over the game and beat a level for you or just let them play a game that you don't own for up to an hour well, th- this feature had released in a patch like two days ago, and me and uh, Aerodynamics tried it out today. And I have to say, guys, it's it's pretty cool. Just to think that he was controlling a game that I have over here. He doesn't have the game. He didn't have to download or install anything. It just, he joined my party, and he started playing the game. No lag, <clears throat> like he was sitting in front of it. And he lives across the world. So, so absolutely no lag at all. He said during the initial, very initial connection, within the first like thirty seconds, there was slight lag. But then after that, it was perfect. Until he got dropped because I got a phone call and I had to turn the internet off. <laughs> but other than that, it was perfect. It just, it's making me think of just how like where we're getting at with technology. Though I mean, that's pretty cool. This is a new way of kind of demoing games or trying out a game. Like Dustin has. Uh, infamous first light i'd i'd like to probably try that before i buy it so that'd be a cool way to kind of demo the game uh just see what it's all about i mean i, I think it's pretty cool technology <laughs> so but we we would have to play that multiplayer then right like you just can't go no. on my system and start playing my game no, you would have to we'd have both have to be online 
like uh, I was playing Lords of the Fallen. So I started up Lords of the Fallen. It's a single player game. And I invited Mike to my party. And as soon as he's in my party, I can hand him the controller. So he just takes over while I'm sitting on the couch watching him play. Ah, so I gotcha. that, that was my game time today. I didn't do any gaming. I came home and turned on Lords of the Fallen and I let Mike play. <laughs> that was my <laughs> game today. I'll tell you what, it was some of the most hilarious first few moments in seeing someone play a game ever. Because at the beginning of Lords of the Fallen, it puts you right in front of an enemy to teach you how to play the game. Yeah. But he didn't, he like exited all the instructions and went right at the enemy. And it looked like this guy flailing a sword around, cameras going everywhere, the <laughs> enemies just walloping down on him. I'm sitting here in tears. It was one of the funniest things I've ever seen in my life. It made, it made me think Mike didn't know how to play games. That's how bad it was. I was like, Mike does not know how to play games. But then when he died and it restarted right there, he actually read it and he knew what to do. So uh, it's just pretty cool that I you could actually sit there and watch him. And anytime I want to take the controller back, I could. I could go on the menu and just take it back. And it's actually them playing your game. So he could actually exit the menus and go out and erase all my save file if he wanted to for the game. But uh, he didn't do that. But I just think it's pretty neat. It's a pretty neat feature. Yeah. So I guess I mean, that. if you picked up something and I wanted to try it, yeah, I can see the uh, the application for that. Like if this was out earlier and I, you had you bought Evil Within before me, I think I bought it there <laughs> two later. I would have tried it out from yours first. I could have saved you sixty bucks. As yeah, soon as I have, uh... <clears throat> Ernie asked me how it was going with the game, and I told him I took it back in. He's like, "Dude, you could have sold it to me." And I was like, <laughs> uh, "I think I just did you a favor, Ernie." It's like a like a lot of people are really enjoying that game, and uh, I mean, again, like <laughs> what you want to like, but let us like what we don't want to like. If we don't if we don't care for it, it's okay. It's not the end of the world. No. It's not the end of the world. If you and Dustin Christ don't see no. eye to eye, it's okay. No, I, I am personally attacking everything that they stand for by not liking the evil with them. <laughs> I, I just want to put that out there. Well, I want to know what you guys have been playing. I'm putting that out there. Dustin, what have you been playing? Man? <clears throat> oh, well, have I played, you been able to play anything? Yeah, I've, I've played some stuff. Um, the game discussions are all up on the channel for my, my channel for stuff that I've uh, finished. But uh, recently here, um, I have started up a game that is going to take me forever to play because I only get a very limited amount of gaming time nowadays, and that is Dragon Quest VII. Uh, I finally got sick yeah. of waiting. Got sick of waiting for Square Enix to announce to bring it over, so I was like, "Screw it! I'm just putting my PS1 discs in my PS3 and playing it on the big screen." And uh, <clears throat> I've been having a blast with it. I know uh, it's one of those games that gets. It's one of the Dragon Quest games that gets beat up a lot. Like even by people who like Dragon Quest, are like, "Yeah, Seven's not that great." But um, is it because it's all the text? I hear it's very heavy on text. Do you think it's, they didn't I mean, like that, or it's it's legitimately a hundred-hour game. Like, wow, yeah. So yeah, there's a ton of text in this game, and it's like I, I, <clears throat> sorry. You know what? Since, since you're clearing your throat, yeah. Collect yourself, because i got a question here for you. Okay. Let me give you two chance, because I should have brought this up earlier before we talked about games we were playing. Because I'm playing through Dragon Quest uh, 2 on uh, Android right now, and that is a series that has literally, uh, if you just don't count number 10 online, 
It's a series that has stuck with the same formula pretty much from beginning to end. Whether it's the music, the sound effects, the enemies, it's all pretty much stayed the same for the most part. And it's been successful, at least over in Japan. They love it. They still line up like hotcakes for it. It has branched out into other genres and games like Dragon Quest Monsters. How come it seems like other companies, I don't know. It's like sometimes we want to see a company reinvent the wheel with something and show us something new. Yeah, Dragon Quest can still keep doing the same thing, and I mean, we love it. So what is it about that, that it works for Dragon Quest? But I don't know, maybe like Call of Duty. It's the same thing every, but we crap on it. Or people who don't like it, that's the same thing. Every game, but people hate it. You know what I'm trying to say here? Yeah. I think well, it, <clears throat> Oh, go ahead, Chance. I was going to say, I think it plays a lot on nostalgia. Like, with Dragon Quest... It like you said, it's pretty much the same formula this whole time, and they're banking on people <clears throat> that have liked the series thus far to just keep going. And I think it's the same for Pokemon. It it, it just it they add things, but they don't take away any of the good things. It just just moves forward. And Call of Duty, even though a, a completely different kind of a game, is the same same kind of mindset. It's like, okay, people love this part of this game, so let's just keep going with that. It's like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And some people are going to kind of lash out and, you know, say that that's a bad thing, and then other people are just going to continue to play. What do you think, Dustin? Yeah, I mean, I even was kind of guilty of this in my uh, Evil Within video, talking about how the game plays just like Resident Evil 4. And it's like, I feel like I'm playing a, a decade-old game, you know. But then I'll throw in Dragon Quest, which hasn't changed hardly at all since the first game. And, you know, and I absolutely love it. So it, it really is kind of what you dig. And I guess, like, the expectations. Like, with Final yeah. Fantasy, I expect them to completely reinvent the fucking wheel with every Final Fantasy. To like to have something like Final Fantasy Dimensions come out where it's a throwback to the old Final Fantasies completely blew me away because I was like, this is not what Final Fantasy is anymore. It's not a throwback thing. It's always trying to reinvent the wheel. So with Dragon Quest going into it, I know exactly what I'm going to get, and I know that I'm going to enjoy it. You know, and I think there is that sort of it's almost like comfort food. You know, um, people who like Call of Duty when they get that new Call of Duty game, they know exactly what they're getting. You know. Yeah. Because it normally is the people who bought a previous generation for Call of Duty or said game or buying yeah. it. That's normally how it goes, especially if it's a really popular game. But then it gets me thinking, like, <laughs> well, I mean, why, like, Capcom and Resident Evil, like, why are they trying to reinvent the wheel when us fans don't want them to? They want us to go back. So it's just a weird cycle that it seems like some companies want to keep reinventing. Other companies want to stay tried and true. And, uh... You know, I kind of like it when a company does stay tried and true. But I'm, I mean, I'm not afraid to admit it's cool to see some stuff get reinvented too, like in series. So it's just a weird thing how we're accepting of some games to stay like they are, don't want to be touched, and other games we kind of want to see a new added flair to, so to say. So it was interesting, especially when I was playing through Dragon Quest and hearing the classic music and classic tones and sound effects, and then we watched the. Uh, the commercial for the PlayStation 4 edition uh, slime 
PS4 coming out, and it's still got the classic sound effects and music, and I mean, it's just great. It's just yeah. we like to hear it, but uh, <laughs> interesting. Yeah. All right, that's what I wanted. So you're playing through Dragon Quest Seven, then? Yeah. And like again, if it stayed true to what Dragon Quest normally is, that's what I was wondering. Is it just a heavy text volume then that people are liking? It's it's literally like Square Enix just does not want to translate it, and. Okay. What's going to happen is it's going to be another fucking Final Fantasy Type Zero where finally some hardworking, wonderful person is going to translate this game into English and then Square Enix is just going to go after them. You know yeah. what I mean? And that sucks <clears throat> because, you know, it, it's so crazy to me that, like, these uh, individual teams can do these translations and release them over here, you know, for patches. And, like, Atlas can fucking localize like a champ, but yet Square Enix, who is like the big, one of the biggest companies over there is like, Oh, it's just not financially feasible for us. Yeah. Just get a group of 10 people. Or, <clears throat> man, give it to a hundred people. Have it done in like a day. Someone well, work on a section. <laughs> there have been a bunch of really great articles about like localizations and about how you really can't have a team that big because it has to be one cohesive script. And if you have 10 translators They'll translate things or write things differently, and it won't it, okay. it won't seem like the same script. So you kind of have to have a somewhat small team to do it. But it's like, all right, just fucking do it. You know. I'm sure we have. What's crazy is you know they can probably like just outsource it to a bunch of freelance people over here who would yeah. love to do it. Give it to the five people, and just let them do it and make money. Yeah. <laughs> That's all you got to do. I don't know. All right, yeah, so you're playing Dragon Quest Seven. Yeah. And uh, really enjoying it, although I will admit, if this game came out like in the first couple years of the PlayStation, no one would have a problem with it. But since it came out like very close, I mean, the, I think the PS2 was out when Dragon Quest or Dragon Warrior Seven came out over here. Um, it's a, it's an ugly game. There's no, I mean, there's no oh, way really visually, uh, not uh, just because uh, the stretch screen and all. Not just no. I mean, like when you first played it, like when I played it on my PS2 when I first got it, I was like. I mean, it, it it feels like classic Dragon Quest. I mean, it looks a lot like it looks a lot like the DS games, but the DS games look better. You know what I mean? Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just it, it's kind of retro feeling, but at the same time, you're like the 3D models in the game are just awful, and uh, that's why I, I really think like the 3DS port is so important because it would sort of restore this game to like good status because. People kind of beat it up for its incredible length. Um, at the time, yeah, Dragon Warrior has, or Dragon Quest, I should say, sorry, has always had a spotty, you know, thing over here because just NX trying to localize it. So people like when Dragon Warrior Seven came out, people didn't really know what to make of it because it had been Dragon Warrior Four was the last game that came out in the series, you know, oh, so. Yeah. Yeah, so people are like, you know, what's this? And then it just, you know, never took off. But um, I, I think, I mean, especially with 8 and especially with 9, I guess 9 was a much bigger success than I ever thought it was over here. Um, there's, a, there's a market here for Dragon Quest. It's just Square Enix doesn't know. They just can't pull their head out of their ass to figure out how to market it over here. Especially after Bravely Default was such a hit, you you would think they'd be yep. clamoring to bring out portable RPGs over here, for God's sake. And the and the second in the work to come over. So yeah, so I've been playing that. <clears throat> God damn, 
uh, I drank some milk, so now my throat is, of course, <laughs> fleming up. Um, Once you get your games out of here, you're done. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I just started Mind Zero on the Vita because I've been wanting to play my Vita. And, yeah, I'm uh, interested in hearing about that one, yeah. First-person <clears throat> dungeon crawler, right? First-person dungeon crawler, and it, it kind of borrows way too much stuff from Persona 4. So much so that, like, you're hearing the same voice actors, like, play characters who are very similar to the characters in Persona 4. So it's going to be interesting to see how this game goes, because it, it does have a very Persona 4 vibe to it. But it also mixes, like, there's skits in it, kind of like uh, in Tales. Tales. Yeah. Yeah. So it's Mine's gonna be... zero one you're looking for, Chance? <laughs> I haven't actually even heard that much about it. Like, okay. I, I, I know almost nothing about it. I knew it was yeah. kind of a first-person dungeon crawler, but that's that's about it. That's all I really know about it. Is it a set party, Dustin? Or are you going, picking your party, making your character, or it's like it's your Odyssey? No, it's a set party. I like that already. I like set parties. Yeah. Cool. And then, other than that, the only thing, the probably the thing I've been playing the most is a game that I kind of, before it was released, gave it some crap, and that's Terra Battle, uh, the newest game by Mistwalker, uh, who did, of course, Last Story and Lost yeah. Odyssey and that. And um, it's iOS game, right? iOS game, and it's it's mostly because I just have my phone on me all the time, and it's it's a really easy game just to log in, play a battle real quick, and then you know shut it off. Um, and this is like a, it's a grid based sort of strategy RPG where you have like six players on your side and then the enemies have as many as they want really. And the, the screen of the, the iPhone is all gridded out. So you can move each character as far as you want to get to these, uh, monsters and you have to flank in order to attack. So you have to have one on each side of the, the monster to attack. And the ways, I mean, it's pretty ingenious how you can, like, move your characters around and stuff in it. Like, you can only move one character per turn, but if you happen to slide that character over another character, they'll move back a square. So, depending on how you, which way you move the characters, you can actually move a lot of your characters around if you're quick enough. Because each time you, it's your turn, once you touch a character and start moving them, you have a set amount of time before that turn is over to get all your people in place. So um, I'm getting, it's one of those games that you start off and you're like, this is really, really simple. And then you start getting some harder battles and you're like, oh, no, it's not. And then you start getting better at it. And um, it's, it's a lot of fun and kind of addictive, really kind of addictive. So mm-hmm. as much crap as I was given, given Mistwalker for making an iOS or a, a mobile game, uh, they did make a fun mobile game, and it does have a storyline to it. But like, it it feels like the characters aren't really a part of it. Like, it's just telling a story as you move through the game. I don't know; it's kind of weird. But um, I, I'm enjoying it quite a bit, and uh, I, I really was really wish Mistwalker would go back to console games. But yeah, whatever. So, That's... well, do you seem like that could be a game that could have been ported to the Vita though, like touch screen and? Yeah, it like, could have been. Yeah, why not? Been. Like, why won't they just do that? That's another weird thing. Like, just I don't know. It's well, the the only thing about it is it's very like internet heavy. Okay. Yeah. So with the failure of like the three G Vitas, you know, it, it's 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 kind of very reliant on downloads and things like that. But I mean, th- yeah. there there's an easy there there has to be an easy way 
to make just a, sort of a normal console port. But it's it's one of those games that's always connected and always updating and things like that. So yeah. Well, cool. I guess I can go ahead next uh, chance and you can finish us off. So uh, me, I've been playing, like I mentioned earlier, Dragon Quest Two on iOS. I was waiting for a uh, because Dustin had been playing it. I was kind of waiting. He had been saying that it, it's playing really good. It's probably the definitive version to play. I even asked him in the chat, you know, I want to play them, but I kind of wanted to have it portable on my PSP. I didn't know if I wanted it on my phone because I would run into a problem like I had, which I'll tell the story. But, like, Dustin was right. This thing plays great. He played on an iOS device. I'm playing on an Android uh, system, and it looks good. It plays great. It's so sitting there, you can play the game with one hand. It's so convenient, isn't it, man? I mean, you're yeah, just sitting there with your thumb. Oh, the grinding is so easy. Yeah. And the, the rebalancing of the games really makes them a lot more enjoyable. Yeah. So it's rebalanced. Uh, the visuals really pop on the, the LED screens on your phones and everything. It just looks really good. The sound quality is great. So as much as like in the past, like how crapping on mobile devices and you can get the game for cheap, five bucks uh, to play it. And I would agree with Dustin. This is probably the definitive way to play it if you can right now on the iOS and even it's, the first one. It's definitely the, the definitive port of two. Yeah. Yeah. And it and so far, so good. It's great. My one hang-up is, like I said, uh, it, it was a slower day at work. So I might have been catching up on some grinding and uh, just grinding away in the in the car while on patrol. And then I had to go inside the office to work on a report, come back out, and turned out I left my phone in the sun too long. So it goes in like your phone will overheat and it'll automatically shut it down. And I've, I lost like an hour and a half, two hours of grinding that day <laughs> because I left my phone in the sun, which, uh, which kind of stunk. But hey, that, that's the only issue I ran into so far playing on a phone, which I should have been playing at work anyway, but there's nothing going on. <laughs> Yeah. So playing Dragon Quest 2. Are you guys still there? Yeah. Okay. Like I hit a cord on my headset. All right. Playing Dragon Quest 2. Also, uh, I don't know if I've actually mentioned it yet on the podcast or in a video, but uh, Destiny. I have went from hating to loving that game. Uh, I know I've said it in the chat. I've spent most of my time, like since I got my PS4 on Destiny, my play hours are insane in it. I'm, I was hooked to that game, playing it nonstop every day, leveling up. Like I mentioned earlier, I was playing with uh, Corruption while talking to Chance. We're just having a great time gathering loot, getting gear, or saving up uh, reputation points to get gear. Yeah, I just got I get hooked to the grind like in games. I, I, I don't mind grinding. I actually enjoy the grind, whether it's for experience, for reputation. As long as they don't make it not fun, it's okay. Dragon Quest 2 on out or portable pretty easy to do it so it's not bad in destiny you're getting to play with friends and shooting things so it's not too bad either so i've really done a 180 on that one after the beta and i've really come to enjoy that game uh but i say that and i haven't played it in a couple days mainly because we've had some new stuff come out to play uh one of them being evil within which we mentioned i no longer own that my feelings on it kind of mirror what dustin said in his video so i recommend you guys go check that out I just could not get into the game. It something was not grasping me. It's the story was so convoluted from the chapters I've played. It just was not hooking me. 
the gameplay was okay and it worked all right, uh, but there was no real scare factor or fear effect in the game. Uh, just showing more blood or overwhelming me with enemies is, doesn't make a game scarier or good, in my opinion. So I was really disappointed in that one. Other than that, I'm actually going to go check my recently made backloggery page. And yes, that was not just a shameless plug, just a plug. No, that, was, that, that yeah. was a shameless plug. <laughs> if anyone wants to go follow my activities, <laughs> um, under the laggy gamer. Anyways, but I am playing uh, Lords of the Fall, and I just picked that up yesterday. Really cool so far if you're into Dark Souls. This could kind of hold you off until Bloodborne. I was told it was easier than Dark Souls, but I'm having more of a rough time with it. I guess because it kind of plays differently. When you're rolling this game, it's a lot tougher than rolling in Dark Souls. So I'm getting a hit a lot more. And But visually, it looks great. Next-gen graphics, or current-gen graphics, so to say. The story is actually there, and it's not so ambiguous where you're reading items. It's actually they're telling you and talking to each other, and there's an actual story, so that's cool. But um, being a huge Dark Souls fan, just having something to tide me over until Bloodborne was very more than welcome, and I'm enjoying it so far, so it's pretty cool. And one that I'm proud to say that I have started up again, uh, we mentioned on it earlier. This is like the third time trying to play this guy game. Dustin, when you mentioned you were going to play through it, a while back. That was my second time trying it on 360 again. <laughs> I don't know what pulled me from it, but I was really far in that game too. I think it goes up to 12 chapters, I want to say. I can't remember. And I think I was at least halfway on 360. But now I am playing through Deadly Premonition, the director's cut, on PC. It was on sale on Steam. Uh, thanks to TG Apuleius and Senkai from Accent on Gamers for putting it on their pages, or else I wouldn't have known about it. Uh, buying it really cheap for two ninety nine. If it's still on there, go check it out. I think it might have been just for the weekend though. And it has improved the controls. Like I said earlier, just shooting and walking around, just everything smoother in the game. There's added stuff in this game. Like I mentioned, if you're a fan of Twin Peaks. You'll appreciate the game that much more. It's it's like right out of it. It's so great. It's Twin Peaks the game. It's just it's yeah. Twin Peaks the game. From yeah. the quirky music to the quirky characters to the setting, it just screams it. And I, I just appreciate it that much more since completing the Twin Peaks series uh, and now playing it again. It's It's just such a great game. I think I'm already back up to Chapter 2 or 3. And I don't know why, like, again, I don't know why I put it down, because I just love being in that world. I love being in Greenville. It's it's such a great, magical place. <laughs> so, and that's that's pretty much it for me. So, Chance, you can go ahead and finish it off, man. <clears throat> well, I'll start by uh, giving the most disappointing news of the evening. My Kansas City Royals did lose. Oh no! Uh, three to two in Game Seven of the World you know, Series. I was for wondering all, all three was, of you sports fans out there. Yeah, I was wondering where Chance went because I think it, like he did you mute your mic? Yeah. Were you just were you just screaming obscenities? No, but I I'm in a rocking chair and I was rocking yeah. back and forth very heavily. <laughs> That's was, heartbreaking, man. It was. I don't know if you know. There's a stat, Dustin. I think. Um, Kansas City was the home team tonight, and no home team has ever lost a game seven in like 35 years or something like that. So uh, it seemed like a pretty much a win for your Royals tonight. The Bumgarner got you guys, didn't he? 
it was not a good ending. So basically, uh, stay away from Kansas for a while. <laughs> yeah. There's going to be riots. Yeah. yeah. That, oh funny. my goodness. That's why. They put Bumgarner in in like the fourth inning, and he dominated you guys. Yeah, it was it was nuts. Oh, anyway, that's a shame. Go ahead. Back to video games before we get a thousand dislikes for talking about sports. <laughs> um, what is this? A micro Microsoft uh, press conference? Hey, this is this podcast is the content experience. That's what we're about. So. I like that the content experience. I like that. Um, yeah, I, I've been talking about it. I I played a lot probably about 13 hours or so of Pokemon Heart Gold. And here here is the 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 depth of, you know, my my struggle with Pokemon. I actually got rid of all of my games, all of my Pokemon games because I was in this mindset that I was done with it. When did you and, do it when they're at like a good value mark cuz they always yeah. kind of held the value. Okay. Yeah, and they they still are expensive too. And that's that's the yeah. the real kicker is like if I wanted to yeah. replace them, I would spend about the same amount of money as... Explain that one to me. Games that sold millions still holding a value like that. I have no idea, but you cannot go to a game store and buy a DS Pokemon game for less than $40, pretty that, much. That's amazing to me. It's Cartridge it's, only, 40 It's because bucks. people will pay it. Yeah, I know. I mean, Pokemon people are crazy. They'll pay that money for that. If they have it in stock, they might not even have the game there, though, which is baffling. Like, no one trades them in. (laughs) So here, like, I was, I committed to, all right, I'm going to get, I'm going to play the games again. And I don't have any. So I had to borrow one from uh, Boss (laughs) Corruption. Like, he has a few of them still. So I was like, you know what, dude? Can I can I borrow one? And he said, "Yeah, sure." So I'm playing Pokemon Heart Gold right now, which just so happens to be uh, the remake, or you know, the DS remake of my favorite Pokemon game. So it it really kind of was okay that I'm playing this one because it's while it's still Pokemon, you know, the same as it is on the later versions. It's uh, getting to go back and experience the 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 towns and everything of the one I remember the most and I've spent the most hours in. So it's, it's proving to be very, uh, very good. And I'm definitely looking forward to getting back into the series. And, uh, for those who care, I am in Mount Mortar right now. Um, yeah, I got six gym badges and something like 50 Pokedex, something like that. So it's, it's, uh, Definitely a throwback to my childhood, but also, you know, something that I'm still currently enjoying. Also mentioned uh, Binary Domain. That game is awesome. Oh, yeah. Uh, you had to save the best for last. That's why I saved you. I, I've had this game since last Christmas. Steven sent it to me as a Christmas gift in the Secret Santa exchange. And I just, I, I didn't quite scoff. But I also wasn't necessarily like, oh, yeah, Binary Domain. Like, I didn't know anything about the game. I was like, okay, Binary Domain, sweet. And it sat on the shelf for months and months and months. And finally, I'm, you know, uh, wife went on vacation uh, last week. And I'm kind of trying to think about what what game I want to play. And uh, Alex, Return to Mother Base, had like three words to say to me binary effing domain so i threw it in and 
wow, I, I'm pretty impressed with the story of this game. The gameplay itself is, you know, not much different than other um, third-person shooters. I have to stop know. you for a moment. Hold on. Okay. Did uh, did you play Red Faction Armageddon before Dustin, or did he play yeah. it first? Yes, I did. Okay. I was like, is it always like the second person who tells him to play the game, then he plays it before he listens to me? <laughs> yeah, I always oh, okay. have to have... Well, see, that's the thing. Like, so many people have said something about binary domain, and I put it on my wish list for my Secret Santa. So... Oh, Alex has already sent one to everybody, so you're all right. Well, that's true. <laughs> uh, he, he volunteered like, to send this name to everyone. He's like Oprah Winfrey. You get binary domain. You get binary domain. Well, I think it's pretty cheap now, isn't it? <laughs> I don't even know. It, it was for free on PlayStation Plus if people yeah. would have snatched it a few months back, but oh well. Yeah, it was. But continue, it? continue. It okay. Uh, yeah, I actually, as far as like uh, actual, like, combat third-person shooter goes, I like uh, Red Faction Armageddon more. Like, I, I don't know what it is. Like, there's, there's certain control aspects that I don't care for. Like, there's not a straight-up jump button. Um, yeah. And, like, you press the X button when you're close to an object to cover behind it. But also, yeah. if you're not quite close enough to it, you'll roll. And, like, a lot of times that'll, like, ruin your, your cover completely because you're trying to take cover, but then you just roll over it. And it's like, well, crap! And it's just, it's just control-wise, it's just a little strange that way. Um, but it doesn't take away from it at all. And it, it's just a really well-done story so far. Yeah, and, the story is awesome in that game. Oh, it, it's really good. And If you're a fan of, kind of, like, iRobot the movie, definitely play yeah. this game. <laughs> or, like... Uh, like Blade Runner, like this is yeah. kind of like an almost like semi Blade Runner kind of experience. Yeah. Except except the the robots in this case don't know that they're robots. Like so, you have no idea what you're looking for necessarily. Um, but in the game, you're just trying to get to the source, or what you think is the source of these hollow children, as they're called, these robots with human skin that have no idea that they're robots. Uh, without you know ruining any more plot points or you know spoilers, it, it's yeah. it's very very good. And the like the the conversation between the characters is uh, is really really good too. And it's uh, you're given uh, the option to give commands. Like and I think if you have a microphone, you can actually like say the commands. Like and, and the microphone will pick you up and then, like the characters will react to what you say. But in my case, I'm just playing it with the controller. So you hold down the L2 button when it prompts you to uh, when someone asks you a question or something and gives you a series of answers. And based on the answers that you choose, they'll the the conversation will move forward in that way. And you can you get like uh, plus positive points or negative points for that character, like based on what you say. So you can kind of build relationships in different ways. And, and there was a part really at the beginning of the game where it gives you the option to uh, choose uh, party members. And I was like really torn. I was like, I don't want to do that. Just tell me who I'm going to be with. Uh, but as it is, like I don't notice that the AI uh, doing that much more than I am in any way. So it, I don't think it ultimately it matters which – uh, party members you choose each kind of each party member kind of has their own special uh, attack like the, the heavy gunner and there's like a sniper and like an explosives uh, expert and things like that so I just stuck with uh, 
your buddy that you meet very in the beginning of the game and then the sniper chick uh, at first. But now I've actually got uh, another character named Kane, and, I, and that's all I'll say with Kane because I don't oh, want to yeah. ruin. I don't. Kane is awesome, and yes. uh, yeah, it's just a, it's a really really kind of gripping story. I'm really enjoying it, and it really makes up for any shortcomings that the the actual combat has. Uh, for me, anyway. So yeah, that's that's really been the majority of what I played. I played quite a bit of uh, Pac-Man: The Ghostly Adventures on the Wii U, uh, just a really fun 3D platformer. But there's not much to go into with that. You know, but that's that's about it. Yeah, I should have saved a mother base moment for now, right after you talk, because that's what his poem was for. <laughs> binary domain. But uh, Dustin, yeah, if you're in one of those moods where you need something like Red Faction Armageddon again, with yeah. Not so good as gameplay, but a better story. I mean, it's it's right there. Not like the gameplay is really bad. It, it could no, it's not bad at all. Like, not bad at all. Yeah. It's just not quite as smooth as I'd like. But it to buttons be. aren't certain buttons you'd want them to be. Yeah, there's uh, no like, yeah. there's no straight up crouch or or a jump. You know, it's just all kind of it's it's a little messy. The controls are a little messy, but not not unplayable. Yeah. And I think it's like basically the same enemies throughout the whole game too. Yeah, not a lot of enemy variety. Well, there is a lot of boss fights. I noticed. Like, yes, there pretty are. much the, the standard enemies. There, there's a lot of them, but like every it, the boss fights are happening really often, and they're always a little bit different. Sometimes it's like an almost like an on rails shooter kind of thing, like where you're like there's one where you're in the back of a truck and you're just like trying trying to shoot certain points on the you know weak points on the on the giant robot that's chasing you and other times you have to like interact with it you have to like climb up on the robot and destroy certain segments like it's 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 pretty cool it's it's almost like a colossus kind of a a feel you know where you have to figure out how to take down this specific kind of robot here you go people for under 10 bucks 10 bucks new or 7.99 used at GameStop, you can own this wonderful game. So, totally worth it. Highly recommend it. You can also get Anarchy Reigns on the PS3 for four fifty now. So <laughs> game night for that one. So people get on that too. <laughs> Man, I feel like I should play the Mother Base moment again, just because we talked about binary domain. So we it can hear talked the, about it in very high esteem. Yeah. So we can hear the poem one, poem one more time. So f- without further ado, we're gonna bust your ears. One more time for 51 seconds. It's a moment. <laughs> Today, a poetry reading from Alex, Return to Mother Base. Hey. The ringing of bullets against metal. The shrapnel flying by as dust begins to settle. I throw an EMP, hoping to hit my mark. I turn to the right, blazing red eyes of flame. Damn you, technology, you're to blame. Sparks begin to fly above the mechanical cry as robot minds begin to fry. I smile with pride. Today, 368 robots died. My name is Dan Marshall. I'm a member of Rust. I hate goddamn robots, and I hope they combust. This poem is brought to you by Alex, Return to Mother Base, courtesy of Binary Fucking Domain. Thank you. I love how he says binary fucking domain. 
That's okay. that's really how it, what it should be. Like that should just they should just change the title of the game. Hmm. Well, I think that's how we should call this one, guys. <laughs> I think that's a good place to call an end. Well, it's good back getting in the seat and talking to you, gentlemen, and getting an episode done. Yeah. Likewise. Likewise, I'm sure. Mutual, I'm sure. <laughs> All right. Good night, everybody. All right. Night. Good night. Bye. Or good day. Good morning. <laughs> I'm so fresh, you can suck my nuts. I'm so fresh, you can suck my nuts. <laughs> <laughs>